XM 105, Sirius 206, the Opie and Anthony Channel. The Ron and Fez Show starts right now.
in the house, uh, yeah, Oak Town, Oakland definitely in the house, <laughs> Frisco, yeah, Frisco, and you know LA up in this, Pasadena, where you at, yeah, Inglewood, Inglewood always up to no good, even Hollywood trying to get a piece, baby, Sacramento, Sacramento, where you at? Buddies, it's the Ron and Fez show. What science is now describing as a Monday. That's right. Uh, they claim spring, but we're in deep, deep summer. It's August out there. It's 90 degrees plus in Central Park today. Uh, the middle of the country ravaged by tornadoes and giant hail. Oh, God. Hail the size of aborted fetuses, they're now calling it. Oh, no. Yeah. Late term? Yes, very late term. Oh, God. Like, really, when the baby's crowning. That late of an abortion. My God! We'll get to uh, abortion stories later because there's quite the controversy (laughs) with Sarah Silverman (laughs) on Twitter. Also, Fez is going to tell us what they're going to start doing with rowdy fans but uh, we'll start this up with Chris Stanley, and a big thing happened last night, Chris. The Coachella Music Festival closed itself out. I like the yell out Coachella, y'all. Coachella, big ups. Uh, the, up, up until last night, everyone was saying, oh my god, Radiohead's back, fucking Pulp's back together, goddamn Black Keys killed it. Don't act like I haven't been to Brooklyn Vegan, I have, and I know how excited <laughs> they and Pitchfork have been over this. But all of that... Looks like complete shit as to what happened last fucking night. Last night's closing part of the show, I imagine, right? The end of the whole thing. Uh, And who's on stage at the time? A hologram of Tupac shouting out Coachella (laughs) with Snoop Dogg performing a fucking duet. Now, we've got this up on the iBang right now if you'd like to check it out. Uh, Fez, you haven't seen it yet? I have not seen this. No, I know you're not a big music fan, but uh, Tupac was a big rapper in the 90s. And Tupac, I would say, is the Jim Morrison of black people, where for some reason people thought that the even death was fake. Oh, yeah, because just so much fucking material has come out. I think it's he's put more albums under Tupac have come out after he was dead than while he was alive. Because basically, Suge Knight had a gun to his head say, rap more. I, I'm getting the most out of this contract. Rap, motherfucker, rap. <laughs> I bailed you out of fucking prison on a rape charge or whatever. 
Uh, so, Snoop is on stage. Yeah. Dre's on stage. It's and a- I had forgotten all about Dre. There's a song saying not to. I forget, though. I'll learn um, that for you. So, and then they announce we have a special guest. Yeah. And then, fucking out of the darkness, rises Tupac. <laughs> and the place is going back shit. Losing. It's complete shit. It it's fucking Tupac rising on this fucking screen. Now he's life size, right? Yeah, life size. Yeah, it's it's how he how as big as he was when he was alive. Now I need somebody to explain to me. He's walking on fucking stage. Yeah, it looks really good. Uh, how they can do this without Tupac? I could understand that we could make a hologram from somebody. Who was still alive? But how do you do it with Tupac? Now this is his song, or who's singing this? Uh, this is him. This is his music. This yeah. is yeah. This is it. Well, how did they get him to yell out Coachella? I don't know. He's probably still alive. <laughs> I mean, come on! He's got to come out from hiding now. Ride or die. Also, let you know how little hip hop has changed in 15 years. He fucking killed it. It looks like Tupac is on stage. He's fucking alive and performing at a California music festival. Now, here's the deal, though. Is this a A positive and negative because, you know, for us, uh, I say we're old school. We like human beings. But since there's a, a complete generation of people who don't give a fuck and would willing to watch a DJ play and pay tickets to see a DJ, mm-hmm. uh, and not even a DJ with anything other than a laptop. Yeah, I mean, they don't even want to see the guy spin. No. You know what I mean? It's not even that. Grandmaster Flash shit anymore. Just the fucking iMac. They basically say it's something that you programmed at home. We'd like you to see you pl- plus play <laughs> and stand next to it. And just and like... Control over the laptop yeah. and just fucking pop your head. <laughs> and every once in a while yell, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but do you want to go to a concert and see the Beatles performing in Hologram? Do you want to see Led Zeppelin back together? Do you want to see Jim Morrison? Um, abs- for me, personally, absolutely not. And now Snoop Dogg, all right, at this point in the video, Snoop Dogg comes out on stage and is talking to the hologram. Right. And they're going back and forth. He's friends with that hologram. <laughs> they were really good friends. And they do their song, Two of America's Most Wanted. So it's, now it's a duet. Yeah, it's some wild ass shit. But I personally don't like it because it feels like they just took the fucking track he cut years ago and lip synced it to this fucking goddamn hologram. 
So it's just like playing the track on a fucking CD player, except you have some more visual fucking entertainment. I think it. I found it a little creepy. <laughs> I mean, amazing. I when I fucking saw this, I was like, holy shit! How the fuck did this go down? But overall, I was a little creeped out. And again, I think he's still alive. Um, I mean, how the fuck they haven't seen Coachella? All right, now Fez, let me give you one in a way that you can understand it. Okay. Do you want to see Bruno San Martino wrestling Johnny Unitas at the next WrestleMania? Because it looks like we'll be able to do that kind of shit. It's coming. It's happening, whether you want it to or not. Because already the, the Japanese kids are going to see hologram cartoons, and they're selling joints out. Yeah. Yeah, it's a fucking giant goddamn hologram party. One thing for the gorillas to do something like this, because they're fucking cartoons. Tupac was a real person. Like, there's no 3D mapping of a fucking dead guy. Apparently there is. What the fuck? Apparently there is. Where are you on this one, Fez? Uh, I'm weirded out by the whole thing. And no, I wouldn't want to see Bruno San Martino, young Bruno San Martino hologram on a WrestleMania card. Why not? I don't know. There's just something about it does... It's it's taking away a real experience from you. It's just it feels very very weird and very cheap. But that's but let's say this was the album ever a real experience? Was the video ever a real experience? And I guarantee you, back in Al Jolson's day, they were saying, "Ooh, the last thing I want to see is an image of Jolson singing." It's nowhere nearly as good as going to a concert. So you're not going to get to see Tupac or Bruno San Martino. How is this any different than going seeing Titanic the movie? 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. I'm looking over on the iBang. Um, people are saying even Daddy's still in good shape. Pretty badass slash creepy, but it's awesome. He is ripped. Um... Why not giant Tupac shooting lasers out of his eyes? <laughs> um, looks like a new Grand Theft Auto. He's the ghost with the most. This ain't got shit on Soundboard Fez. That is true. We were able to use Soundboard Fez for a full week before people caught on. And the only reason why they caught on, Fez? Mm -hmm. You were talking too much. We just fucked up. Should put less things on that soundboard, I guess. Yeah. Um... Where the fuck is Scooby-Doo when you need him? I don't know. I don't think it's so crazy in terms of, you know, the, the kids. I don't think the kids are going to have this big of a problem with it. Well, people could tell we're losing their shit when this thing fucking went down. You know, if you were there, you'd been going fucking crazy. Yeah, too. I would have. Yeah, I'm all fucked up. Because I'll tell you this. Even though you guys hate it, you got to admit, they did it perfectly. Oh, yeah. no. The way they brought him out. The way Snoop showed up. <laughs> The fact that he's not floating above the stage. No, he's right fucking there. And at the end, he just, like, shatters like a fucking piece of glass. It's actually pretty cool. And I would have fucking lost it that I'd been there. I'm like, no. what the fuck? He just disappeared, man. Hicks doesn't want to see this. Aunt Cranky worries that it's <laughs> taken away from a real... What did you say, Fez? From a real situation? From a real experience. Yeah. And, you know, and I don't play video games. Maybe that's part of it. I mean, I'd rather watch a real football game. And then a hologram football game. 
Or, you know, uh, Bruno San Martin. I, yeah, well, I got all that stuff, but here's the thing. Some of these people you don't have anymore. You don't have Tupac anymore. In the same way, I just watched a, a, a documentary on Bob Marley. I thought it was fantastic. But we're not sitting here screaming, hey, that's not Bob Marley. What the that's fuck? flickering lights. Don't be fooled by that. So really, what is the fucking difference between watching the documentary footage of all these great people when they were younger or watching it like this? It's really just technology. Um, Andy, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, do you think that there's a market out there? If they did this to Elvis or any other uh, entertainer that has passed away and put them on tour? Well, absolutely, because look at it this way. Look at the market there's been for Elvis impersonators. Yeah, look, look at the uh, fucking fake Sublime band was fucking making more money <laughs> than a lot of bands out there. Are you telling me if we didn't have hologram fucking Grateful Dead... We couldn't oh. sell out some shitty, muddy field somewhere oh, with fucking, mushrooms. We're going on tour, baby. Yeah. Shakedown Street, come on. Uh, Megan, you're on the Run of Face show. Hi, I was just calling to say I absolutely love listening to live bands, but I love them when they're live and they actually can sing. You know, it's kind of like the Britney Spears movement when everyone, you know, is going on tour and they're lip-syncing to all these tracks and you can literally see them lip-syncing. This is the funny thing, though. To us, we despise lip-syncing. Kids don't even have the slightest problem with it. And even when the judges and shit from American Idol... Remember when the girl went on uh, Saturday Night Live and her lip-sync thing fucked up? Yeah, uh, everybody laughed at her. Simon said, well, look, it fucking sounds better to sing with a track. Why wouldn't you do that? It doesn't mean that this fucking thing has been lost. You know what I mean? <laughs> the Only library. because it's up to what the audience wants. The audience would rather see Britney dancing than singing. That's why she fucking That's the things. show, right? I mean, yes. That's the show, her fucking running around. And you can't sing while you're running around and dancing like that. <laughs> and you, you, your the fucking breeze. lungs aren't set up that way. Um... Let's uh, let's go over to Michael. Michael, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie B. You sound great, buddy. Uh, listen, I want to start the collection. Let's uh, take up some money from everybody and get a hologram of Fez's dad. It's a really good point, Fez. Would you like to go back to a Bucks game and be sitting next to a hologram of your dad? Wow. No. Or that... have a hologram of your dad uh, at your house on Thanksgiving. He's just sitting there. And oh. like he's eating hologram turkey when everyone else is eating turkey. Freaky. I bet we'll get around to that. I bet we will. Um, Nick, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ron. If I had a head full of acid and I saw a hologram of Jerry Garcia come out <laughs> with Phil Ash and Bob Weir, I'd seriously have a fucking heart attack. I will tell you this. And die. No, I'll tell you this. I had, seriously, I was fucking tripping once at a Zappa show. Nice. And saw notes coming off the fucking uh, guitar. Holy saw the notes just springing off. Shit. Yeah, flying off. It didn't happen, but that did not ruin the experience that I had. Sounds like it would make it better, almost. It was way better. <laughs> except for me yelling out to people, I can't believe he can make the fucking notes come off the guitar like that. <laughs> fucking awesome. 
Um, let's go. Uh, let's go to a guy who's willing to get hologram pants and hang them up in his restaurant. Our buddy Hard Rock Johnny. This opens up a whole new avenue for us. We can buy hologram, famous hologram pants for sure, which are a little, almost no different than smoke pants, Ronnie. No, that was kind of like what they were. Johnny, being a Kiss fan, you don't really care if the music's real or not. Well, that's what I was going to say. Somewhere Gene <laughs> Simmons is going, I like this idea. Yeah. Because there's going to be like a hologram Kiss tour from now on. That's um, going to be the, the future of it. But, you know, your point of, of, you know, look at like Rain, which is the Beatles thing that's been running yeah. on Broadway now for oh, well over a year, where it's like, you know, four guys that look like the Beatles and just do a musical based on the Beatles songs. Why wouldn't someone pay 120 bucks to go see the hologram Beatles? I mean, I think it's it's something that will eventually, once the cost kind of gets down to a reasonable price to do it, you'll probably see it everywhere. I mean, I, it's kind of cool. Fez is saying, like, oh, this is not a real experience, but we sit in theaters with 3D glasses on, yeah, knowing I mean, we're watching an illusion. I don't think that you would be able to get away with the fact of acting like it was the band that it wasn't. Uh, but how, if people are they... paying to see the hologram band, Somewhere. who would give a fuck? And, yeah. I mean, look at how long people have been going to see the the Pink Floyd laser light show at the planetarium. Yeah. Like, those kind of things. You're not really looking at the stars, but it's really cool. I mean, you know, it's it's kind of the same difference. I mean, there's there's really no difference between them, aside from it's not the real person. I mean, a hologram Elvis tour would be insane. And the only reason that we really go to planetariums is because we can't see the real, actual night sky anymore. No <laughs> right, one yeah. seems to be panicked about that. I don't know Say, what stars look like. <laughs> yes, it's really weird. Um, all right, Johnny. All right, boys. Talk to you later, buddy. Yep. There's Hard Rock Johnny, all for any kind of capitalism that takes place over rock and roll. Cha-ching. That's what he cares about, that sound. That's his Chinese name, would be Cha-ching. And the wildest part about this is they fucking programmed into this hologram, like improvisation, I guess, maybe. Or just fucking working with Tupac and shouting out Coachella. Which well, is obviously the they had another guy do that. Uh, whatever. I still it sounds exactly like him, and or, it freaks you out the first time you see it. Or did you think that they found like him just going co <laughs> at one point, Joe? Like those fucking mixes that you love on the internet. Exactly. Um, go over here to Duke. Duke, you're on running Fez. I, w I would definitely pay any money to see Nirvana hologram and Jimi Hendrix hologram. Dude, I would get high as hell, drop shrooms, and fucking best show ever, probably. <laughs> All right, let me go back to A and Cranky. What is wrong with that? Fez? You're not really seeing Nirvana. Well, but that, but but what you're saying is, I've never really seen Jimmy Cagney. I haven't. I haven't ever really saw James Dean. I haven't ever. You know, I could fucking go through Bogart, everybody. But the fact of the matter is that you can't take away that it is an experience to see the illusion of film. It exists. So it. How is this any different? I think it's just about people being afraid of new technology. Now, the thing is, the family is going to have to sign off on it. Oh, yeah. And Tupac's family has no fucking problem saying, please use the illusion and send us some money. I don't know if we want to license him for this project. Um, let's go over to Steve. Steve, you're on Running Fest. Hey, Ronnie, I was wondering if you had a, um, could get a hologram umbrella. Um, 
you know, I don't even want to bring that up. I guess I'm not going to get my umbrella back. This I is could, upsetting. You know. Thank God for Pit Doc bringing in that old school umbrella for you. You know what's weird? Since Pit Doc brought that, I'm like, I'm not going to fucking use that until it rains. I'll fucking take it home that day. Yeah. I haven't touched that umbrella. It's fucking weird. It hasn't rained in forever. <clears throat> That's bizarre. And the fucking country is going through this giant fucking drought right now. And they said by, the end, by August, yeah. North America is going to look exactly like the fucking uh, moon. What? I, I turned on the Weather Channel last night, and they were trying to explain it, but the host was just crying. And then finally, after five fucking minutes of crying hard, the host just looks into the camera and says, we're all going to die. Um, why so is... So, really, you know, this is the fucking world I was born into. And I'm going to worry about holograms? We I don't think so. Kill our children now. Uh, Travis, in Kentucky, you're on Running Fez. This does realize we're not all 150 years old, and the holograms could actually make it so... We can see something that maybe not have been around in our lifetime. Just because Fez sits in his apartment and waits for his life doesn't mean the rest of us want to. I think Fez gets now that his argument hasn't held up, but he's already locked in. He hasn't come up with a new one yet. No, it's just that, well, this Tupac thing with Snoop Dogg, that never really happened. I mean, I can understand looking at footage of somebody. But it's the same exact thing. But this for never an happened. That's not a real experience. Is watching a movie a real experience? Yeah. Okay, this is just the same technology as watching a fucking film. Uh, and by the way, Snoop is not a hologram. Snoop is on fucking stage. <laughs> and I don't like the racism that you're doing right now. Um, let's go over here to uh, Phil. Phil, you're on my face. Hey, Ronnie B. Uh, I was going to uh, ask you if you'd seen that movie, Vanilla Sky. They had that uh, John Coltrane hologram in that movie. Uh, that looked pretty damn cool. You know, I would I would pay to see if it was if they could somehow, not a recreation of the person, but if they could somehow take something that had been filmed, like back in the day, and make it into a hologram somehow. But I'm kind of with Fezzy knowing that, if it's like a recreation of the person, you know, like some kind of fucking uh, well, you know, Pixar. Uh, unless it gets fucking shot today, you're not going to get the full thing. But this is his song. Yeah, it's not a recreation of the song. And even if it was somebody else singing or whatever, then perhaps that's a new kind of art form. I think as long as you're not lying to the audience about what they're showing up for. And in the way of this show, Hicks has said the truth. This is the only thing people are going to be talking about. Yeah, this blew up the entire fucking thing. Nothing else matters what happened. On the iBang right now, 75% love uh, hologram rock, 25% uh, despise it. Uh, here's our buddy, ECW Zombie. Hey, Zombie. Long time, pal. Variety B, what's going on? Good. Pepper, what's up? Right. And fuzzy baby. Hey, um, I think it would be good in like a like the way series has some channels and they put old concerts of like the Doors up or Bruce Springsteen. Like if you had those in a smaller theater type of setting, like it's say in a Hammerstein, to put an old concert on in hologram format. 
It, it, it might be cool, but then there's the argument of Blu-ray and high-def concerts. Why not just watch the concerts? It would um, depend on what you want out of the experience. Do you want to that tribal feeling of people gathering together and and being there? You know, uh, concerts, part of it is about seeing the performer, but the other part of it is just about being with the other people, like-minded you know, people. Yeah. You know, deadheads would go. Deadheads would go in a heartbeat because a very big part of the Grateful Dead's allure was also deadheads. Those people wanted to be together. All right, thanks. Um, uh, 866 Ron Zero Fez. 866 Ron Zero Fez. Uh, let's go over here to Dan. Dan, you're on the Ron Fez show. Yeah, Ronnie. I can't wait for Hologram Warren Sivan to go on tour. Oh, my God. I would actually go with that. I'm a hypocrite. That quickly it stops. <laughs> that quickly it turns around. I didn't think. <laughs> They'll be rocking in the projects. Yes. Singing hologram. Freddy, get it ready. Rock steady. Oh, fuck. When he, went, when he would open with that, it was like, you're fucking set, dude. You're fucking set. Cocksucker. Instead, I just watch YouTube videos of him on Letterman. On the live shows, too. And that weird music video he made for Werewolves of London, which was really early on for a music video. Um, Eric, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, uh, how much money are you going to get to uh, get your picture taken with a hologram after the concert? Well, what they're going to do is Stan Lee ho uh, holograms will be waiting every year at Comic-Con to fucking have everybody stand next to him. Hi, Spider-Pal. Hey, Stan Lee. How's it going? <laughs> Great, Spider-Pal. Why don't you come over here next to me? Stan Lee. We'll hulk out together. Love all your great cameos in all the films. I don't listen. I'm just pre-programmed to talk. Oh, I feel silly now. Uh, Rich, you're on the Run Fest show. Hey, Ronnie, you know which industry always follows technology. The uh, good porno industry is uh, can't be far behind on this. So how long is it going to be before we have Marilyn Monroe and John Holmes hooking up? Well, first of all, I guess what the porn industry is waiting to do is to have that experience uh that you are in the porn. Like, that, yeah. That's what they want. Then it's fucking on. Then it's like fucking goddamn the future. And then you won't see anyone on the streets again. It'll look like <laughs> America's been emptied out. It's the apocalypse. Oh, wait, no. People are fucking holograms in their house. Uh, James, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey, guys. How you doing today? Good. As you roll. Hey, somebody's got to bring up Pink Floyd, hologram Pink Floyd, I would fucking roll, drop some acid and fucking go and kick back. It's an experience anyway. Sit back I, I think that it. we've picked up that the acid heads <laughs> are completely in favor of this. Drugs will be a part of this experience. But when you <laughs> saw Pink Floyd, uh, you, uh, you used to just look at the movie screen behind them. Yeah. And it wasn't a video screen, you know what I mean? Just it, it, show. Yeah, I mean, it was just... No, it was movies, giant okay. movies, fucking lights and everything all brought in together. And every once in a while, you'd look down at the band. You're like, oh, yeah, that's right. There's a band in front of this. 
uh, Radio Shark would like to say something to us. So, Pink Floyd, hologram, who knows what he looks like? This is not Radio Shark. Oh, damn. Now, this is driving me crazy. People are getting in as the Radio Shark that aren't him. This is fucking blowing my mind. Was that a hologram Radio Shark? Uh, up on the iBang right now, the uh, two-pack um, is the future of music, it looks like. 75% of the people dig it. 75% of the people are going, yeah, I would want to see this. You blow everyone's fucking mind. Eric, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, uh, there's a, a Japanese uh, pop star called Hatsune Miku, mm -hmm. and she's a completely holographic image. Even her voice is computer-generated. She doesn't even exist, but she's, uh, she has this huge following or whatever, and yeah, you can check out her, her videos on YouTube. Yeah, I've seen Free. it, and people actually buy concerts to yeah, these yeah. fucking hologram shows. Yeah, I'm about to say people, I mean Japanese kids. Yeah, exactly, Japanese people, which, are I, they really people? Do they, you know? I think uh, they would be best called followers. They're organics. Yeah. They're made of matter. But if you do have a band, you want to get big in Japan, because those motherfuckers will show up. Oh, and they'll never stop fucking coming. Yeah. <laughs> Cheap Trick is, like, constantly looking at their tour dates, going, when are we playing Japan again? Sell this fucker out. <laughs> Remember, when we got to Japan, we headlined. Uh, Brian, you're on the Run of Fez show. I just think it'd be cool if you could use it for, like, uh, going up against old pictures in the past. You know what I mean? Bob Gibson or something would be really cool. You know? You ain't gonna get a fucking hit off Bob Gibson, dude. I am. I am. It isn't. At most, try to bunt. Come on, just get something on the ball. That's a really good point, though. Wouldn't you like to have that fucking opportunity? It's always been a big part of some science fiction. Just holograms just made me... What if you could play Punch-Out against Mike Tyson? Oh, fuck. You'll get knocked the fuck out. Well, who was the first guy? Oh, um... Something Joe? Yeah, it's uh, a Toothless Joe or some shit. <laughs> he you're going to beat. <laughs> it's left, left, right, hook, and he's down. Yeah, then you're good. Just fucking get their parents down. Which we're going to find out the name of the first guy in Tyson's <laughs> Punch-Out. That you could punch the fuck out. All right, you're Little Mac. I even know that. Yeah, your name is Little Mac. Well, who was the first? Glass Joe. Glass Joe. There you go. With a name like Glass Joe. Why'd you and as thin as he is, he ought to get out of the fight game. <laughs> Why do you even, in the first place, become a fucking boxer? Jesus. Um, Bill, you're on I think it's twenty nine eight seven five, my buddy. Hey, buddy. Hey, Ronnie B. Uh, how about hologram presidents, man? I'd fucking vote for Truman in a heartbeat with this, these clowns. Uh, how come you guys are playing the fucking uh, hologram Pittsburgh Penguins this week? Oh, I fucking love it. Glass jaw scumbags. Schittsburg, Ronnie. They're from Schittsburg. Was the the end of that fucking game yesterday? How long did it take? Uh, it took about two hours, I think. And I like <laughs> the last I mean, four minutes. Minute fight <laughs> after fight. Holy after shit. Fight after fight. <laughs> Going at it. The, hockey is the funniest sport because 15, 20 minutes into this, you saw the refs back off 
and let two guys go at it. Brawl. And you're like, and there is not another sport and that and would you say. Know the, best thing, the best thing is, Ron. Yeah. What a good guy. And it ain't us starting. It's all Crosby. It is. Uh, it was a fucking amazing, amazing to see a sport go that far, and to go out of their way. It's the only sport that doesn't feel like we need to protect our stars. Oh no, no! Everyone, just go at it, please. They uh, just, they yeah, they just let it happen. All right, thanks, Bill. Eight six six Ron zero Fez. Eight six six Ron zero Fez. Let's go over to a uh, Mike. Mike, you're on the Ron Fez show. Hey, Ron Fez, Pat. I think it'd be great. I mean, because you guys should get. Uh, Concert starting on time, like a Guns N' Roses concert, could actually start on time. I would rather just do this, though. Have really Guns N' Roses play in front of a hologrammed audience. And then I would be watching on pay-per-view. <laughs> well, those holograms really popping for fucking appetite. 92 comments up there today. 92 comments on your fucking story. Well, I saw this shit. Out What's the vote right now? It's... It's, it's it's still going. People are loving this. I was watching hockey and Coachella all weekend because I'm just like fucking surrounded right now. Beautiful days, and I'm like, I really don't feel like I can go out. <laughs> There's too much. too much hockey and Coachella. Uh, 77% now in favor. Loving Tupac. Did you watch the last Kenny Powers? I saw it last night. Did you cry? <sighs> I felt really bad, but I thought maybe, you know... I don't want to spoil alert or anything. Yeah, we better spoil alert and just say, go ahead and watch it. Yeah. But I felt really bad. I felt sad. In, and yet, three years, it's basically three different shows. Yeah. You know, almost like three completely different casts. You know, Stevie is the only person that really stays with him. <laughs> yeah. Like, to see his brother again, I'm like, why is he still... This guy's a movie star yeah, he's now. like a major dramatic actor. Yeah. And yet, he'll still show up... To basically be a walk-on. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> <sighs> oh, Kenny. All right, let's go over to good question right now. I think that this is an interesting one. You know, we can't seem to get away from Skittles George Zimmerman. Nope. And Months uh, now. What's that? It's been like fucking a month and a half now. Just well, every look, day. By the way, dude, I don't know whether you know this or not, but you're already looking at the very latest trial of the century. This thing is going to be on TV. Florida, basically, everybody can come into YouTube every single <laughs> trial. They don't give a shit. You know, and it isn't like some places, like, um, like a lot of places, like, we don't want to turn this trial into a circus. Close fucking. And in fucking Florida, the judge comes in in a clown car screaming, the circus is in town. Buy cotton candy right here. Check out my Ustream fucking address and see it live. Now, Trayvon Martin, um, they went to Bill Cosby and said, uh, basically, you're black. How do you feel about the Trayvon Martin thing? Uh, and we'll just let uh, Bill, I guess, speak for himself. But it is weird that they don't do that with any other comics. You know what I mean? Like... No one feels the need of Louis C.K. You're part Mexican, Louis, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, how do you feel about this whole border thing? You know, fucking that. Well, George Zimmerman. <laughs> you know, I'm sure Louis is going. Well, part of me agrees with part of him. <laughs> um. But let's do what? Which? Oh, it was me to press, I yeah. guess. 
Well, if it's Sunday, it's got to be Meet the Press. Something else. Uh, let's see what he has to say about it. News that is a highly charged topic, um, and that is this Trayvon Martin story. There are likely to be charges now filed against George Zimmerman. Um, we'll know more about that as the day uh, plays out. There's a lot of aspects to this. What's your reaction to all of this? Something that has galvanized the civil rights community, a lot in the black community, and has Thank raised you. a lot of questions. A woman from the uh, Washington Times interviewed me. And then later, uh, we were talking about the Howard Theater. They said, well, I just want to know, is this, she said over the phone, she asked, is this about race? Is it, is it, what, 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 and I said, it's about the gun. It's about this gun. Guns in our country. You put them in a hand. And I remember having, I was put on shore patrol. I was in the Navy. I'd never been on shore patrol. I, was in I am the fucking shore patrol! And I'm going to uh, go to the USO and make sure that fellows don't misbehave, etc., etc. I'm a hospital corpsman. And they didn't give me a gun. But they gave me this stick, this nightstick. And with that stick, my mentality went to, instead of just walking around the, the place, and to, I, w I actually began to look for things and, and be afraid of people. And I know that when you have a gun, you, you may not realize it, but you put it on your person and you mean to pull this and kill somebody. That's what you mean to do. All right, so there's the cause bringing up once again, uh, and we haven't heard this throughout the whole George Zimmerman thing, but he went old school on us and basically said this is not a race issue that took place, but if you have a gun, your point is to use it. And that it almost forces you to use it because you have one. In other words, what he's saying is this plays to our lower angels. Okay. That the part of us that you know wants to break shit also wants to pull the trigger. Uh, guns in America. Now, you will say this. If George Zimmerman didn't have a gun, then Trayvon Martin would be fucking alive because he wasn't going to be able to kill him with his bare hands. I would have beat him to death. Yeah, I doubt it very, very much. Choke him out. Particularly when it didn't seem like he was doing too good in the scrap. But I, it's always funny when the gun things come up uh, because I don't foresee it ever rolling back. If they take it back, the fuck well it can't. It'll, it'll be fucking riots or people people with, with guns will fucking are so loud that they're fucking very fucking they're all about it. They're not now, gonna let my thing is away. this I am comfortable when there are no guns and I'm comfortable when there's guns. I'm not overly uh afraid of guns and yet I'm also not fucking freaked out when like in New York City you can't have a gun. Well, I like guns. I went shooting once. It was fun. 
that's the funnest thing you can fucking do. It's like really fucking, fucking great. shooting stuff. <laughs> yeah. Particularly, and you're like, that fucking Coke can is way over there, and I just fucking knocked it off. I'll light that shit up. Uh, Fez, I think we know where you stand on guns. We're waiting for you to jump into this. Yeah, I, I agree with Cosby. I think if About you- everything? Or just this? About this. Well, I think if you're buying a gun, you it has to run through your mind, when am I going to have to use this? And am I going to be, and if a situation comes up, am I going to be ready to use it? I, I'm sure yes. that runs through everyone's head. Yes, that doesn't mean that you're going to use it improperly, though. That's the fucking point of the story that doesn't make sense. Matter of fact, you should be thinking about uh, when am I going to use this, and how am I going to use this? That's exactly what a gun owner should be thinking about. But do guns play to the lower angels? That's the fucking weird thing. Um, it's up on Good Question. If you like be a part of this, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Um, let's... Um, Let's go over here to time in New York. Here on Fez. Hey, guys. Yeah, between uh, Geraldo Rivera and Bill Cosby, sounds to me like the gun shot the hoodie. Well, you have to remember something about Bill Cosby. Uh, his son was shot to death. And I'm sure, even if you are, uh, no matter how you feel about a million different things, if something like that happens in your life, you may change your it's going to change opinion. Yeah. You are not going to be the same guy after something like that happened. Um, let's go over to Kevin. Kevin, you're on the Run and Fez show. Hey, buddy. Yeah. Hey, as, as a person that has two guns in my car right now, and I've been trained to use my firearms very well, using a gun is the absolute last fucking thing that you want to do. But if it came to a point where I had to use my gun, you bet your ass I'm going to do it. And, you know, the, the whole point in, in asking the opinion of somebody like fucking Bill Cosby, what what does he have, other than he's black, that you did point out, what, what does he have to offer in this whole fucking... Well, I, I just told you, his son was shot to death with a fucking gun. I think that that, that is certainly perspective. I think that it is certainly perspective for him, as well as the fact that he is a doctor of education and uh, an all-around pretty funny guy. Uh, I think his, his his opinion is as valid as anybody else's. Uh, doesn't mean that he's right, but he certainly has a right to give that opinion. Eight six six Ron Zero Fez. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Let's go over here to Steve. Steve, you're on Fez. Hey, boys. How are you? Yeah. Uh, having that gun, uh, like Fezzy said, when you have it, you do think about using it. Because I took my kids to a sketchy zoo last summer. And I was afraid, obviously, you know, one of the animals might get out. So I brought this, bought it, took it with me there. Thank God I didn't have to use it. But on the way out, there was a raccoon in the in the bushes there, so I used the pepper spray on it just to see what would happen because I had it. Had I never have had that, it never would have even entered my mind to to spray something. I right, wait. 
you're a fucking full-grown man, and you pepper-sprayed a raccoon in the bushes. Yes, because I had it with me, and I wanted to use it. Jesus. There, he couldn't resist. Um, exactly. I think a gun is the same. If it was a pellet gun, maybe I would have used the pellet gun because I had it. You know, it's the temptation. Um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. By the way, in a lifetime of wacky phone calls, that had to be one of the nuttier ones. I pepper sprayed a raccoon and I'm not even like if the kid was 11 and he was like I just wanted to see what the raccoon would do you know as I was yelling at him part of me would be like I understand young man but when an adult who's taking care of children just leans over and goes I'm going to pepper spray this raccoon because I can just to see Um, it's like Mangala type Shit, buddy. Here's Donnie and Queens. You're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, Ronnie, listen, I'm in law enforcement, and uh, they, they really beat it into our skulls that, yeah, we'll give you the gun, we'll train you how to use the gun, you use that gun, you're going to be in deep shit. Now, there are guys on my job who are very smart and cautious with it, and there are guys who think it's a toy. So I think it really does come down to the individual's mindset, not just the fact that it's a hunk of metal. So you I- have to take that into fact. I will tell you this, uh, Donnie. But by the way, Donnie, let me ask you this: yeah. as a police officer, how does it feel knowing that you could run into people with guns at any time that haven't had any training? Yeah, you know. Well, I'll say this first of all. Let me clarify: it. I'm not. I'm not a police officer. I'm not real police. So oh. I'm in law enforcement, but they. They. I mean, we we do carry guns, and yeah, I mean. Uh, put it this way, it's nice to have it as a safeguard, mm-hmm. but they, they, they tell us that we have to engage in about 15 different forms of disengagement because the minute we pull that weapon out, we are seriously fucked. I mean, back when, when I got it, it was a 38 caliber. We used to call it the 38 caliber crucifix because they're going to nail you to it if you use it. Right. Yeah. So. And George Zimmerman didn't have to go through 15 different protocols. Exactly, because it's a different standard. Down there is don't retreat. Here it's nothing but retreat. All right. Um, so your point to go into that, Fezzi, is what? Is that the stand-your-ground law where you don't have to retreat even if it's possible from a potentially violent or deadly situation is ridiculous. It's like you're you're telling someone to engage. Well, I think what they're trying to do with that law, and I don't, I don't know it completely, and I don't want to get away from this piece that we're talking about, whether or not you should have guns or not. But I think that what they're trying to do is not penalize people and act like, did you try to jump a fence before you used your weapon? Did you run up a tree before you used your weapon? You know, I'm sure that happens a fucking million times. And they wanted to get around it. It's just like, no, here's what happened. Two guys went at it. One guy went down. You know, just trying to simplify it some, somewhat. But that has very little to do whether, you know, you could say you hate that law, but you, you even hate the Second Amendment. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't like guns in their entirety. I, I just don't like guns. I don't like people having guns. Have you ever shot a gun? I shot a gun one time and didn't like it. 
Well, you paint a hell of a picture. What I, happened? I was ta- I was I went hunting with my uh, grandfather and my brother, mm-hmm. and they had me. They were setting me up with the gun, and I shot it. There was a, a the rifle. It was a kick. I just I didn't care for it. I just it felt so How dangerous. Old How old were you? I was probably like eight or nine years old. Now you're a grown ass man. Though. Yeah, you can handle that. I mean, think kick. of how many things that you couldn't do when you were eight or nine. You should not just hold on to that one experience. Uh, as a person who hates guns the way you do, you should go out to a gun range one day. Just go out and shoot. Be fun as fuck. Actually, even more fun than a gun range is just go out in the fucking country somewhere and just fucking find a fence post and start fucking knocking beer cans off of it. Or like go out to the desert just fucking pop off. <laughs> just fucking go nuts. He's got a hell of a haul to the desert. Um, let's go over here to... Uh, Rick, Rick, you're on the Run and Fez show. How you doing, Ron? Yeah. Yeah, uh, well, I'm just listening to it on the phone here. And if somebody took somebody's eye out with a uh, spoon, would Fez try to outlaw that also? That means it seems like he's afraid of everything that could possibly do damage to somebody. No, I'm not afraid of spoons. Spoons usually don't kill people. But neither do guns in the right hands, Fez. Yes, in the right hands. They're not getting into the right hands all the time. How many guns are in the United States right now? Like, there's like a gun for every person. There's like 300 million. And how many shootings do we have a day? Do we have 300 million a day? No, we don't. So apparently there's a lot of people not using their weapons, right? Right, yeah. And what makes the news is people that use them improperly. That's the story that you're going to hear. Same as you do with a car. You really don't hear about a car leaving St. Louis and arriving safely in Seattle with no incidents. You know, you're going to turn on the news and hear about a car that fucking turned over. Piss drunk. So that's the part of it that doesn't fucking worry me at all. I mean, to me, if you got a fucking lunatic, whether he has a gun or a knife, you still are fucking dealing with a fucking lunatic. Not a lot you can do about it. You, you've got the bad luck that you ran across the fucking maniac. And those same maniacs will run you over with a fucking bulldozer. Idiots. Dave, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, what's up, Ron? Yeah. Two points. Did you see that uh, little boy who brought a gun into school and shot his classmate, and then he had to write a note back to the kid? I'm sorry, I paralyzed you. I should have used better judgment. No, I never heard this story. Yeah, well, apparently a little boy brought a gun to school and shot his classmate. And, you know, it's pretty common. And the other thing, don't you remember Bowling for Columbine? It isn't that common. It happens. You remember Bowling for Columbine? Columbine? Yeah. I mean, America, we have more shootings here in the United States than any other country in the world, dude. Right, but do you ever also remember in Bowling for Columbine, is Canada has per capita the same amount of guns as us and doesn't use them. So what's wrong with us? What's our mentality? That's the fucking point in bullying for Columbine that always pissed me off. He never went for that. What would you say the reason, the difference between us and Canada is? What would you blame it on? I would say the difference is just how Canada, and I've heard this from relatives, how they take care of their people, that there maybe isn't as desperate of situations in Canada as there is in the United States. What do you mean as desperate a situation? Where people are going to get, like, I know I have relatives that are young people that get a pension 
from Canada. Their medical needs are taken care of. So you they get money. They're not in desperate straits. So you think that we're shooting each other because we don't have better health care? I think maybe a lot of it has to do with crime, yeah. And the Canadians probably don't feel as necessary to go out and commit crimes and get into gun versus gun situations. I don't I don't know if a lot of the gun stuff that makes the news comes out of robberies as much as it comes from two guys fucking having a beef with each other. You know, I mean, I don't think that a lot of times when you see like with the Zimmerman thing. Uh that has nothing to do with one person stealing from another person. No, but uh, Zimmerman thought Trayvon was in that neighborhood to be up to no good. So, I mean, crime does kind of play into it, where he, there had been break-ins in that neighborhood, and he assumed Trayvon so, was part of that. And there's no break-ins in Canada? No, I'm sure there's break-ins in Canada, but... Well, why aren't they shooting each other? They have the guns. That doesn't, you know... Th there's not, like, across the board, and it's the only thing uh, about that whole movie that seemed interesting to me, and he brought the fucking topic up, and then didn't chase it, is that Canada gets the same thing. What's another thing that they say that we're too violent about, Chris? What do they blame it on? Uh, they, blame, they blame it on... Our culture itself, movies... Movies, movies, um, movies hip-hop, and all that. And yet the people in Canada watch the same movies, basically listen to the same music, but we're a lot quicker to start fucking shooting each other. Fuck. Fuck. I can't figure this out. Seriously, it's the same fucking country. Our Canada's pretty much part of the United States and we get free health care, right? It's colder. Well, it is much colder. But it needs to be a little colder than it is here today. I will tell you this about America, though. And I'll just talk with the white people for a second. Hey. I think over our lifetime, there has been an odd white slide where white people and this doesn't and i'm not saying the way we treat black people or mexicans or anything else okay i'm just going to talk to my fellow white people and say we really in the last 25 30 years or so have been acting like fucking horses asses and we have embraced a weird, stupid, redneck culture where we think it's hysterical. Like, when I was younger, white people would laugh at rednecks, right? Mm -hmm. white, you would never run into a white person that would say, I'm a redneck. No, it's and it's now, not. a majority of white people call themselves rednecks and kind of act like fucking assholes. Yeah. And you have white people who uh, eat fucking pills well into their 40s and older, uh, get fucked up on a daily basis, and like not taking care of their shit. Have a really fun time acting like, I don't even know if that's my baby or not. <laughs> I don't know when we decided that being a redneck went along with being a white person, but we surely have fucking done it. Reality television. 
Well, that was before that. Relatively, he's only 10 years old. I can only time. sit on, I, uh, you know, I hate to blame the guy, but it's got to be Jeff Foxworthy, <laughs> who started <laughs> doing the jokes, and then people thought, hey, not only is that somebody I could laugh at. Like, if you went back Fez's favorite show, uh, Mayberry, right? Yeah. Those people weren't rednecks. They were like fucking small, southern. Small town people. But the, yeah, they were small town. Everybody took care of their shit. Then when the rednecks came out of the hills, that was the people that the white people laughed at. Yeah, they fucking they were the wild ones. Now when you have a small town show, everybody's redneck, no matter how much money they have. And we've become a fucking country of Ricky Bobbies. And Kenny Powers, <laughs> instead of saying, "Oh, I got a cousin that reminds me of," now we yell out, "That reminds me of me." Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna emulate that guy because he's the shit. And the he's... oxy shit. What's this story about this bumfuck town in West Virginia? We've got it up on the iBank today. All right, it's called it's Kermit, West Virginia. Mm -hmm. It's a town, 300 people. They don't even have a supermarket. Right. It's a tiny-ass fucking town. In that town, two of the Save Rights moved 3.2 million doses of hydrocodone since 2006. How could that be? Who Who's buying it? I'm going to guess it's just basically a fucking hub for dudes who know they can go to these stores that are probably rigged. They're probably, you know, corrupt. They know, or they know it's easy to get pills from this specific pharmacy, this, these two save rights, and that's where they go to cop and re-up. So they, they drop off the prescriptions there, and they get their fucking pills, and they go out and they move them. And I'm sure the entire town is fucking pilled out um, as a result of that. Yeah, but where are these people coming in from, and who's writing the scripts for them? I know, like in, in Florida, it's it's uh, uh, they have like these. It's basically just pay for prescriptions, uh, your, your scripts, yeah. and, and all those in those like pain management places. It might be somewhat similar in, in fucking in that state too. But these, it's just some doctors just fucking don't give a fuck, and they just fucking write up scripts. They don't care, fucking shit. They're making fucking good money off of it because I'm sure it's all cash. Because no one with fucking insurance is going to be fucking getting. No, none of the real legitimate people are going to be fucking paying that much money for fucking oxys. And the latest on this is just 2006. Yeah. When it wasn't even all that fucking huge like Oxy's is now. Oh, yeah, now it's it fucking blown up. way bigger. Mm-hmm. How do we end up a whole fucking country? By the way, of white people on Oxy's. You don't run into a lot of fucking black guys bragging about the Oxy's that they're doing. Uh, no. That is also part of the white slide that I've seen <laughs> taking place. Yeah, and it's fuck you know, and they also mention that it's not just OxyCon, it's also you know it's the Xanax, you know, Vicodin, Lortabs, Lorsets, and then they also go and say uh, the prescription for pain relievers, pain relievers, have gone up four hundred and thirty percent in the last ten years. Um, Wait, let's go over here to Super Trucker. You're on my face. Hey, what's up, guys? Yeah, I live in uh, Virginia, which is an open carry state, and uh. Like a week ago, I got in a confrontation with a guy. I not once thought about pulling the gun on him, dude. Zimmerman should have took his ass whooping and waited for the cops. Why are you going to pull a gun on an unarmed guy? That, that, I don't understand it. You know, that's a really great point because, no, you know, people bring up, oh, Zimmerman had a mark on the back of his head or whatever. But what would be wrong uh, of just holding out until the cops got there?
Because obviously he wouldn't be in jail looking at fucking trial right now. Nope. If anybody would have probably been looking at charges, it would have been this kid. It's Trayvon having an assault charge. And that goes back to what Cosby said of Zimmerman had the gun in his hand, so he felt the power to engage this kid, even when we all heard the uh, 911 call of them saying back off. Well, you just heard this last caller, though, who said he's gotten in confrontations with people that don't have guns and doesn't pull his gun. So it's not 100%. No. Just because something happens doesn't mean that's what happens. You know? That's the thing that you've got to understand if you're going to view the news. Just because something happens does not make it a rule of thumb. Um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, JD, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, guys. I live down here in Florida, and I carry a gun with me, and uh, it makes me less aggressive. I used to get pissed off about little things, like on the road and stuff, uh-huh. but now that I carry a gun, I avoid confrontation because I don't want to have to use it. If, if I need to, I know I will, but I look at it, when I took my training, they said, only pull the trigger if it's worth going to jail for. And so I keep that in my head. If something happens to my family, then yeah, I'll pull the trigger. But other than that, I wouldn't use it. I mean, Zimmerman's problem was he took a step towards the kid. And that's where he went wrong, and he needs to go to jail for that. Now, I mean, when the majority of people down here are smart and when they carry their weapons. But unfortunately, you can be an idiot and get a license. Zimmerman proves that. Uh, why do you keep the gun in your car, though? Why, is it, why don't you just keep it at home? I keep it on me. Mm-hmm. But why do you, you feel the need to have it on you all the time? Because you don't know what's going to happen. I mean, if, if it came down to it and, you know, a guy came up to my car and my kids are in it and he's got a gun, then I can shoot. I How often does this, this happen, though? What? How often does this happen that it's a concern for you? That news out of Florida? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I lived in Florida for a long time and I never heard of anybody going up to anybody's car trying to shoot their children. I just yeah, never heard it, it happening. Now, I, I do understand the thing of I'm sleeping in my bed at night. Uh, I have little kids. If someone breaks in there, I've got to be able to protect my home. I totally get that. But at the mall, I don't know whether you're really going to need a gun that much. See, now that guy is doing everything he's supposed to with a gun. But see, that image, like Cosby said, is still in his mind. What if I'm in the car and I need to use this? I think Maybe he, he's not looking forward to using uh, it. I, I think but, he had that image in his mind before he got the gun. I think that's why he got the gun, that he doesn't feel safe in his own community. That's what makes you get a gun. You don't get a gun and then start thinking about bad people. You think about bad people and then you get a gun. To protect yourself. Yeah, but I mean, that's the, that's the image in his mind of now I've got this gun and but he had the, I can use it. But he had the image in his mind before he got the gun. Right. And he also just said he's not sitting around ever wanting to use that gun. Oh, yeah. He's only going to use it. He actually has this image in his mind. When he uses that gun, the police are not even going to believe him. He's <laughs> told himself that much. His life is ruined. Once yeah. <laughs> but he says, I'll be sacrificing myself for my uh, children. Here's a Stumpy, you're on my fez. I heard that two situations just kind of brought another one up. Kentucky's also an open carry state, and uh, we we have the same thing. You know, people, you know, 
the mess and everything's going on. People rob people left and right, and we carry they kind of leave you alone. But the second thing is, uh, about two years ago, somebody broke into our house with a gun, and I also, you know, carry, and I shot the guy in my living room. I wonder what Fed would do if somebody broke into his house. Right, well, what would he do? Well, I would try to call 911. Okay, well, okay. Because I don't have a gun, and I wouldn't want a gun in my house. Okay, how fast is somebody going to get out to Roosevelt Island? Do you really think if a guy came in with a gun, he's going to give you a chance? Hey, hold on, sir, I need to call the police on you. Fez is going to look at five to seven minutes on a good day before anybody can get to him. So, no. Five to seven minutes, he's yeah. going to be hogtied, raped, and shot in the back of the head. Yeah, he does, and that's if he can get off his 911 call. There's no doubt about it that that if someone breaks into your home with a weapon to use on you and you have no weapon, the fact that the police may or not be there within seven to ten minutes is... You know, a lot can happen in that time. But, you know, you've brought up another good point. You're in Kentucky, right? Yeah. And meth labs all over the place. Oh, I, mean, we, I live in a pretty nice I mean, we're out in the middle of, you know, out in the middle of nowhere, but it's a nice, nice area. And they busted four meth labs down the street in houses that are well in Kentucky, you know, $250,000 houses, a lot of fucking house. Uh, and they, they had to tear them down because there were meth labs in them. Now, this takes me back to what I talked about before. The white slide. When did meth become something that fucking middle-aged white people felt like would be a good thing to get involved in? Not fucking 15-year-old kids, 17-year-old kids, 35-year-old men sitting around in their fucking house cooking meth up. And The economy. I don't fucking understand, though, that if you think the economy's bad... I'm going to sit down and snort a big fucking snout full meth and get wired and weird on it. I mean, it's not even, and I'm going to say that I'm saying this as a person who enjoyed it when I was younger. It's not even a good high. It's not a fucking fun high. It's, paranoid it's fucking, fucking itchy. It's fucking annoying. You know, we're not even talking about coke here. You're talking about fucking meth, a pure Nazi drug. Literally, the Nazis came up with it. To kill Jews faster and more efficiently. I don't know what they were doing. They just wanted to keep their head on a swivel. <laughs> I guess there was a war on two fronts, so. Uh, look who it is, our buddy Keith the Cop. Hey, Keith. Hey, how are you, Ronnie? Hey, pal. I, I think the Zimmerman case is one of those things that you don't see as often, though, because he was a licensed gun carrier. I mean, the majority of our issues here are an unlicensed gun. Mm. And in New York City, I mean, you look, they talk about in the last, since the beginning of the year, we've had eight police officers shot in New York City since the beginning of the year. We had a fatality, and then we had a bunch of other shootings. Unlicensed guns. Uh, you know, you talk about what's going on with uh, around the country, but here in the city, New Year's Eve, my boss, I drive around, and he has a tradition. We go to the city-wide channels, we can hear everything around the city. The amount of shots fired calls that come over, amazing. So the amount of unlicensed guns in the just the city of New York alone, it's it's you know, it's staggering, and it's, we're starting to see that trend where maybe it's the economy or or, or uh, social issues.
issues, but now you're starting to see a lot more shootings, a lot more issues that are, that are coming up with the unlicensed well, gun. Keith, let me ask you this as a police officer. How are unlicensed guns getting out there? How does it go from being manufactured to ending up in a gangbanger's fucking hands? Well, in the, in the last story uh, where the ESU cops got shot over in Brooklyn, those guns legally purchased down, I believe it was either Virginia or one of the Carolinas, I'm not 100% sure, and then they were brought into New York City. So you have states that you can buy these guns legally, it's just a matter of them getting into the wrong hands, whether people are selling them to the people here or the people here are going down buying them legally in another state without a background check, without the what we go through here. I mean, you know, I go with Anthony when he purchases a new gun. Even when I go as a police officer, what we have to go through here to get a gun you know, it's, it's a lot more detailed than a lot of these other states. So it's really the problem of other states not being as diligent as your state is. But that's the problem. Like, you can drive to, you know, it's not like driving from one country to another. Right. You know, when the state laws are that dramatically different, uh, it's not that big a deal. The other thing is, and we have this up on the iBank today, this shooting that took place... Uh, a couple of uh, young gangsters robbing a place in Harlem and shoot up by a retired lieutenant. Did you see that, Keith? Yes, in, I did, yeah. The, somebody was there with a fucking phone, right? No movie captures the fucking weirdness of an actual gunfight. I was watching it. Dirty Harry looks completely organized compared to what a real fucking gunfight in the street turns out to be like. The only realistic gunfight in a movie is the movie Heat. I mean, from a cop's point of view and looking yeah. at what could go down, that's a realistic gun battle. Other than that, I think they're all nonsense. Yeah, you've got, you've got to check out this uh, video. It just says cell phone footage of a Harlem shooting, and the guy, I guess, was getting gas and starts to shoot, but it almost... The gunshots come up so fast that you almost kind of feel like watching this. Fuck, if I'm getting gas and a gunfight breaks out, I don't even fuck if I have a gun. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if my fucking head would work correctly. Yeah, you know, I, I left the house a, a little while ago, and uh, I came up to take care of some business. I'm off today. I got $1,000 in my pocket. So, Doc, do I carry my gun? Yeah, I don't have it today. But you know what? Uh, I, you, right before I called, I heard you say about the mall. Yeah. The mall is one of the four places I always carry a gun because it seems like we get a lot of uh, problems in the parking lots of people getting robbed. The, the mall, the bank, the pharmacy, and the movies are the four places I always carry a gun. Do you think to yourself, oh, I hope some fucker tries to rob me. I hope it fucking goes down. Please, <laughs> please try to rob me. Ronnie, as a cop, there's way too much paperwork when you shoot somebody. Yeah, no kidding. Too much of a headache. I can't be bothered with it. All right, Keith. Talk to you later, buddy. I'll talk to you. Uh, but put this up. It's under cell phone footage. I don't know whether you saw this or not, Fez. But no. it is so dramatic, so fucking fast. Give me as much volume as you can because this thing starts as the shit hits the fan. And that quickly, there's bodies on the. Let the bodies hit the floor. Oh. 
Наташа Сарусу. Right, you can stop it now, because after this, it's just because they, they... And one of the guys actually escaped. But that quickly, as this guy is getting gas, boom, 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 the ship breaks out. And you can see the fear in the way he holds the camera. Mm-hmm. You can see, as he's holding that camera... He's freaked out. Yeah. And I thought to myself, when I saw this, I've never seen that fucking feeling captured in a movie. Of, you know, even if you had... A fucking gun in your pocket. You ain't ready for that shit. You know? That is freaked out. And just how it happened so quickly, and then bam, there's a fucking body on the and it corner. Was a, this fucking idiot, two of them are robbing, you know, for fucking dope, uh, a pharmacy. And as he's come running out on the street, a retired uh, police lieutenant just happened to be there. <laughs> put one in his fucking neck. But one of the guys got away. Now, the other weirdness is... Eh, it's like 50 blocks from my house. You know what I mean? Like, I could be at that fucking spot. Just getting with, some gas. Yeah. Going to a convenience store or whatever. But I ain't going in that neighborhood. <laughs> the, the reaction of the guy in the hoodie by the gas pump mm-hmm. is amazing. Because once the shooting's done, there's no getting up and getting out of there. He slowly gets up. Like, he's not going to make any well, sudden moves. Well, if you watch that, that guy's locked in. He doesn't fucking move even during the fucking shooting. And that happens to you as well. Like, instead, look, the shooting's breaking out, and you see him still just pumping gas, almost not believing the reality of it. Just go right back to the beginning so we can uh, pick up the sound of what it sounds like when, in the beginning. You see a lot of people not ducking behind stuff. You would think you would immediately dive and try, but people are just locked in still because they can't fucking believe it. One dude is walking towards it in the the background. And then as you watch this for a while, you'll see how the police come in and just set up a perimeter. You know, the perimeter Uh gets set up there. That's fucking wild chewed up. Yeah, it's crazy. You got to check that out. It's up on the iBearing.com today. What's the title on it? Cell phone footage of a Harlem shooting. Um, here's uh, Rich. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie. Um... First off, I, I, I want to comment about the guy that, that was talking about the raccoon. He is the perfect example of what happened in the Zimmerman-Martin case. That raccoon is the Trayvon Martin of the animal kingdom, and he is the George Zimmerman of the animal kingdom. I, I, uh, I think that's a little too easy, and the fact of the matter is, as this trial goes on, people will try and figure out. I mean, Zimmerman will have the chance to say why he pulled that weapon um, and shot that kid. True. Uh, True. Whether he felt like he was attacked. Uh, it's, it's, it's going to be hard-pressed to say that his life was in danger, though. You know True. what I mean? And, uh, just a 17-year-old. 
fucking punching Lumping you. Lumping them up. Yeah. I, I, Absolutely. Also, uh, you, you had another a couple guys say, you know, as in, you know, us in law enforcement. One thing we have to remember is this guy was not in law enforcement. He is the guy down the street that's just walking down the street trying to make sure no one's breaking into cars and stealing wallets. Right. We're, we're all aware of that. That'll all come out to uh, in the um, in the trial. Here's Todd in California. You're on yeah, I'm a uh, cop down here in California, and uh, the reason the statistics are so huge with the shooting is just gang members, basically. There's a shooting every other day, but they're all gang members, and uh, that's why if you look at Canada and us, the statistics are so such a huge difference. So most of the time when we're watching news, and it's coming out of Philly, Baltimore, L.A., Oakland, Chicago, uh, New York... And there's shootings, it's gang stuff. Yeah, I mean, uh, like last month, I stopped this, it looks like a 16-year-old kid on a bike. Uh, as we have him stopped, he makes a move for his waistband. We end up grabbing his hands because that's a bad sign, right? Right. He's 16 years old, he has a loaded pistol in his waistband. It's some Egyptian gun, I've never even heard of the brand. But you'd be surprised at the people just cruising around that are literally, this is a kid on a bike. He right. literally looked twice. Yeah, he has that look about him, but everyone's caring. And in California especially. Uh, every other day, shootings, gang shootings. It's rare that situations like Zimmerman happen, but the statistics are buffed by all the gang activity. And the gang stuff, they're capturing these kids at a very fucking early age and bringing them into uh, a set of rules that says uh, you've got to be able to carry, you've got to be able to defend. Absolutely. Our city down here, we just had a shooting and... Uh, we killed one of the gang members, and they put a green light on us. And we're warned every day that, hey, this gang is looking to kill one of you guys, so watch out. And, you know, we bump into them all the time, and you got to, you know, that's how when you ask the other guy, how does it feel when you bump into people carrying guns? you got to assume everyone's carrying. Right. That's why you look for the, the quick movements or anything like that. You just got to yeah. on your toes if you're working out on the streets. All right, thank you, my friend. Um, there he is. They're saying big part of this is gang shit. There's no gangs in Canada? We should go up there and start one. I don't want to. It's fucking... You know what I mean? Cause Sorry in the French part. I know, but then it's going to be cold, and then everyone's going to be like, Hey, you want to play... Hockey, and I'll be like, I haven't skated for years, and every time I put on skates, my calves just kill me. You know what I mean? And skating backwards has never been a comfortable thing. All right. I've... So if I can't play forward, I'm not playing. Okay. And I'm not doing any defense whatsoever. I'm going to hang around the net. You try and run the dope game, though. What good is fucking dope when it's fucking zero degrees? <laughs> we sell firewood. People up in Canada, they fucking have really strong pot, though. Really strong pot and really strong beer. Yeah, the Beasters, BC, British Columbia, fucks you up. The gang thing in fucking New York doesn't seem that big like it is on the West Coast. Uh, for a while there, I think maybe in the late 90s, uh, there was a good amount of gang. In my neighborhood, there was a fucking lot of gang activity in one part. and But then it actually cleaned it up. Yeah. And it's so you can actually, at a point where uh, there was a few block radius where you couldn't walk around without getting harassed by somebody. But they actually, it's fucking really cleaned up. There's not even that many bad parts in New York anymore. There's like fucking three. Yeah. That you never really have to go to. <laughs> Um, yeah, as far as, like, oh, you can't go there? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Probably the best idea. Um, 
here is Tom. Tom, you're on Hey, boys. How you doing? Hey, uh, U.S. military here. Just wanted to talk about how uh, you get into a firefight, even with the most well-trained guys, and uh, it still goes to hell. It looks nothing like the movies. I mean, there's guys falling down. You know, you don't know where the shots are coming from. You never even see the people you're shooting at. I know in this thing, the mayhem that you feel in that video, right from word go, you know what I mean? Yep, absolutely. That, that, like, training should disappear because you're just getting this immediate fucking blast of adrenaline. Even yep. watching the video, you're like, I'm yep. fucking confused. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, as soon as it just starts banging off, you just drop your head and you you, you hope your training kicks in and you, and you just, you know, you focus as much as you can. But either way, I mean, it ain't pretty. You're falling over. You're tripping on shit. You know, it, it's it's wild. Now, the other day we had uh, a young man stopping here on his way to Afghanistan. That's right. Uh, and when's he leaving? He's uh, he's left. He's Maddie. Maddie came in on Friday. Uh, Maddie and Brooke, his fiance. Uh, he comes to see us. He's got Brooke, his fiance, who he just proposed to. Right. Uh, and he's a guy who's been listening to the show a couple of years. Yeah, he's he's a, he's a very big fan. Immediately, we all fall in love with this kid <laughs> because he's the sweetest guy in the world. He's awesome. And you know, oh, this is my gal. We just got, and you're like, oh boy, this is now. I got something to worry about. Uh, Chris Stanley and him leave and go out drinking after the show. Yeah, we had a couple, which I've never seen you do. <laughs> With a listener. He's a good guy, Matt. Even Brooke and me had a fucking couple cold ones. I get a, a fucking text from Chris. Maddie just left. If anything happens to that kid, I will kill myself. He acts like now, this bromance, that this is his long-term cousin. Not only that, but they exchanged gifts. That's right, he gave me his hat. Much like the early pilgrims did with the Indians. <laughs> so sweet. What did you give... He gave you his hat. Yes, his army issue hat. Do you have that with you? Yeah. It's upstairs, yeah. And what did you give him? A pair of genuine blue blockers. Your fucking trademark blue blockers. Yeah. That are expensive now, so I hope he appreciates it. And you were, I'm going to just go out and say it, teared up about this. Oh, well, fuck, I had a great time with him. We had a few. It was good fucking uh, early afternoon out. He was a really... Sweet kid. So he's gone already, huh? Yeah, he's gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was he got whatever issued or whatever on Saturday. So, um we've got it we've said we'll send CDs or whatever because yeah. he doesn't know whether but uh we all fell in love with this kid so much. He's great. So fast that we actually wanted to hide him <laughs> from Uncle Sugar. Um and then I'm not even when I started to say what our initial fear was, I actually got in trouble for it. But we all had, oh yeah, we all had, and even Z, even Zito was like being a fucking person, for, which is fucking yeah. impossible. That heartless creep. Yeah, from a fucking seriously, a no neck fucking, like his eyes are like little pistols in the snow. Oh, just the bad guy in every movie. Mm -hmm. He's almost like the bad guy in the Wedding Crashers. <laughs> What a and dick. even he fell in love with Maddie. Oh yeah, fucking good time. Good so time immediately, Friday. you know, Sunday I'm paying attention. 
Violence breaks out. I got a map up of Afghanistan. Yeah. I'm starting to go fucking through it piece by piece. And I got to get this kid home. That's all I'm thinking about. I know. I know. How many hours were you guys out? A few hours. Yeah. <laughs> this thought would be a quick one. Turn it a little bit more than that. <laughs> he starts texting me. Seriously, boss, anything happens to this kid, and I will die. I love him so much. He's a good guy. He is a good fucking guy. Well, he's got blue blockers now. That's right. Block that blue out there. Not that there's a lot of blue in Afghanistan. I think there's like brown blockers would have been better. <laughs> brown, some fucking weeds. And then the other thing was that you've seen, like, he would rather not be going. You know what I mean? Like, he, you know, he's signed up and he's going to do his duty. Yeah. But he'd rather not be there. It's a rough one. How much longer is he in the service? I think I know he said four years. Oh, Jesus. Something like that, yeah. That's awful. Now I'm just reading uh, a piece. It's up on the iBank, too. For every serviceman who's been killed in Afghanistan and Iraq, another, I think it's 26, commit suicide. We're doing such a fucked up job of welcoming these guys back and bringing them into the world. It's just when, when these fucking statistics come out, it's... It's fucking heartbreaking. It's yeah, ridiculous. It is. And you know how there's like a lot of anti-war people now. Yeah. I was anti-war from the get. I just think when we got a fucking problem with somebody, we ought to send a fucking sniper crew after that fucking dude. You know what I mean? Like, instead of years ago, the Bay of Pigs, just fucking whack Castro. Just fucking do that one dude. Because yeah, that's who your beef's with. Not all those other people. Because, you know, just civilians are sending them getting just fucking They're just regular out. fucking people. Like, when you fucking see those I Iranian civilians, you see the people in the street, there's a lot of people who are just like home. They want to watch soccer. They want their kid to get in a good school. They're just regular fucking people. Just fucking try to whack the bad people. If If you're so... Fucking laid into. We got to kill somebody. Yeah. Sometimes I think, what if we just instead of all the money we spend on the military, and we spend more money on our military than the rest of the world put together, if we Fuck. could use that money for a giant iron dome that we could just block out the sky and the sun and keep it over us so we could live like bats in the darkness good fuck I, the sun yeah i think we'd be happier probably not to deal with anything from the outside then in the future they go this civilization lived under an iron dome much like bats on in the darkness they would hang upside down oh my god we have to adapt like bats yeah, of course, because we're not going to be able to see. We'll just make screeching noises, and then hopes the radar bounces back to us. Just all that blood rushing to my head is going to really annoy me. I'm going to get headaches all the time. Then you sleep setting up. Don't fucking ruin it for everybody oh, else. Good. Right. I'm happy. <laughs> you don't even have any blue blockers now on the fucking hottest, brightest day of the year. Burning my fucking retinas. What do blue blockers go for? $50 American. They used to be 15 but then fucking a hangover came out, and Zach Galifianakis decided to wear a pair, so now they're fucking up to 50 Why didn't you fucking lean into it years ago and just, buy a couple hundred pair? 
I didn't know they were going to blow up like this. They're fucking blue I blockers. You. I told you when fucking Hangover was coming out. And then I start seeing people on the fucking subway with fucking blue blockers. People come up to me. Hey, are those blue blockers? I'm like, yeah, they still sell them. I don't know. I found these. I've been... A mask is happening this Thursday. Uh, special guest Nick Stoller. <laughs> We're having a fucking conversation. I'm sorry. <laughs> We're in the middle of a blue blocker bit. And why live read? Why not work in a conversation <laughs> about Unmasked? Why not like, hey, I'm excited about Unmasked. Why do you just start reading to us? Nick Stoller is going to take the audience and put them into the fucking movies. Fuck it's very you. exciting. That even sounds like you're reading it. Look, it's this Thursday, Unmasked with Nick Stoller. It's going to be fucking great. I'm very excited. Go to the interrobank. Well, I was in a nice fucking blue blocker conversation. Yeah. No, I don't care anymore. Oh. Why don't we present Nick Stoller with Blue Blockers? Okay. And saying, this is for directing... Um, what was the name of the fucking movie? It was for Gangstar Marshall. Get I never know. Get him to the Greek. And his new, move, his new film is a five-year engagement with Jason Siegel and Emily Blunt. Did he do uh, The Avengers? No. Because that's going to be big. <laughs> no, he did not do The Avengers. I heard that from Jababy. Yeah. Jibby fucking all over the Avengers. You will love it so much. Your dick will get so rock hard, you'll fucking rip off your dick skin. I, I came a fountain. I'm just a soda fountain of fucking happy jizz. My balls are inverted now. There's so much cum spewed out due to the happiness of seeing this film. They get really fucking excited about their cartoon movies. I'm a eunuch now. Are you going to see this one? Yeah, I'm going to fucking see this. I'm going to see it because I've seen all the other cartoons leading up to this. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I have to finish it. I want to see the whole fuck shit up, I guess. It ain't finished, though. What? How could it not be finished? It's coming out like a fucking month. No, but they're still going to have another one. There's going to, like, a oh. Captain America's already been greenlit. Oh, yeah, 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 okay. I think Iron Man 3. So it goes on. And they'll do more Avengers. And, did, and then Jimmy did send us that spoiler alert, that thing with the wait for the credits. I already know what it is. Yeah. It's pretty good, actually. Yeah. I, I actually read that comic book back in the day. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Now, there's a Comic-Con uh, uh, movie out that Morgan Spurlock did. And it's so fucking sad because it's showing, like, at Comic-Con, 100,000 fucking people show up. And they're all dressed like fucking morons. Mm -hmm. But none of them show up at the comic book booth. And the comic book booth people are sitting there going, Oh, jeez. Why fucking people are sleeping in the streets so they can go to some movie thing. It, it should be movie con. It's a film festival. It's the fucking, you know, the, the blockbuster film festival now. That's all it is. And then people, the shit gets premiered there. There's constant, all the people care about the panels. Right. I mean, the actual comic book creators are fucked. They're sitting there, basically, empty booths. Because not only that, the people who say that they're in the comic con and comic books do not buy comic books. They just say that they do. Even if you're, I think, I mean, if you're get, trying to get into the comic book uh, industry, I think you're just trying to get a movie. At this point, you're just trying to make a movie because even like Kickass, I think before that was even printed, someone had already bought the rights to fucking make that into a goddamn movie. Mm. And now every, every every comic book, I think, person is just looking to get cash in on a movie, which I guess I can't blame them. I mean, fuck it. What are the comic book movies coming out to this year? We got Avengers, we got the Batman Three, yeah. Spider Man. 
Spider-Man the reboot. Oh, Spider-Man the reboot. It just fucking sounds crazy. Why? Because they already had Tobey Maguire or whatever, right? Tobey Maguire was Yeah, his... that was 10 years ago. <laughs> he could be older fucking Spider-Man. You know, he gets out of fucking goddamn high school. I got an idea. Me and you ought to fucking just reboot Hey Ya. And we'll just say, look. Hell yeah. That sounds it's good. It's time for us to do this fucking tune. <laughs> yeah, you all fucking loved it at the turn of the century. Goddamn thing was huge. Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter was a comic book. That's coming out. People are jerking off hard on that. Jerking off hard on <laughs> it? Jerking off hard on it in the terms of internet fucking review speak. G.I. Joe was, ten, was, was a cartoon at one point. Well, it was a comic book. G.I. Joe. There's another G.I. Joe coming out. Well, was it a toy before it was a comic book? It was a toy first. Yeah. But wasn't even G.I. Joe like a World War II character for yeah. something else, though? Before it was a toy? Yeah, I think so. Because I think that was like his original costume. Um, let's go over to our buddy Pat in Long Island. Hey, Pat. Hey, Ronnie. Uh, I'm not going to go see the Avengers movie. Well, uh, first of all, let me just say I'm shocked because I thought this would be your kind of thing. I, it looks really fantastic, and I, and I think it's, the movie's supposed to be a lot of fun. Everybody I know in the business who has seen it says it's great, but Marvel hasn't done right by the Kirby family um, for way too long. Kirby's name isn't on the film. Uh, and uh, Stephen Bissett, who's a guy that drew Swamp Thing when Alan Moore was writing it back in the day, um, is one of the big people who's pushing a boycott to the film. So I'm not going want to see the film um so you're not going because you don't think it's fucking bad you just feel like marvel's a bunch of assholes and you're done yeah. with any marvel product now uh, yeah i don't buy anything and captain america was one of my favorite books i mean it's always been one of my favorite books and it's been the one that i've consistently the marvel book i've consistently bought for the last 10 years mm -hmm. and i'm not buying any marvel products i'll give my money to idw and dark horse you know, I'll, I'll buy Mike Mignola's stuff. I'll buy Hellboy. Yeah, that's cool. Um, all right, man. Peace. Okay. Uh, Bobby, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie. What's up, man? Hey, I, I felt the same way about that kid on, on Friday, man. I would have loved to have had a few beers with Mike Pepper. And uh, I was just wondering, is there any way to keep in touch with him? Is there like a Twitter or an email or something for the kid? Uh, nothing that we have right now because... Mm -hmm of where he's going to be, but we're going to stay in touch through his chick and right, try to cool. send him stuff. Yeah, I just wanted to like, give him a you know a good luck and you know, just do it out there, man, and come back safe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we're All crazy right, about Thanks, that kid. Brother. Thanks. He's like our little Captain America. That's right. Yeah. I hope they don't give him some kind of fucking nuke juice that makes them all strong and fight people and all. That could happen. I want to fight Nazis. You don't like the Marvels at all, Fez? No, never got into them as a kid, even. And yet, the Marvels have done so much better in movies than the DCs. Crushing it. Yeah, they barely make any fucking mistakes. And then that Green Lantern thing, when that came out last year, that had to be one of the worst comic book movies ever. Yeah, it got universally panned. It, the DC does not know what they're doing. And people are like... Well, no wonder it's a stupid idea. And I'm like, oh, Captain America is kind of a stupid idea, too. Yeah. And one thing Marvel can do, I guess, with Sony is 
get these films out there faster. Like, it takes forever for a DC comic to finally hit the screens. Well, who are they using? Warner Brothers? Yeah, Warner Brothers. There's nothing wrong with Warner Brothers. That's fucking company has been around for fucking ever. I don't know if you can stay like, well, there are movies done, but we don't know how to get it out to the malls. <laughs> How's this work, this distribution <laughs> process thing? We've been doing it for a long time. Did you like the Green Lantern? I didn't say it. You're lying. You Come saw on. Green Lantern. You love Ryan Reynolds and you love Green Lantern. Did you see Green Hornet? Is Green Hornet DC? No. Green Horn I don't think Green Hornet's DC, but I didn't see that. That's not really a comic book then, I guess, huh? No, I, I, a lot of people hated it. I thought that one was funny. It was a TV show, right? Yeah, it was a TV show, but I thought it came from something first. It might have come from like an old radio show. Yeah, it was a radio show first. Uh, Rob and Andy, you're on Renefez. Hey, Ron, how are you doing today? Hey, I wanted to let you know, saw the uh, movie Jason Becker, Not Dead Yet, on Friday. And I said I'd give a call back to let you know how it was. And I want to let you know, as soon as you had mentioned it to Eddie Trunk, I wanted to see it and I wanted to love it. Yeah. saw the movie. It, it's shockingly good. I mean, it really is an amazing flick. Uh, well, mainly because he's an amazing person, right? Ma mainly because he's an amazing person with amazing family and friends that are still around. The family being there is one thing, and I'll admit that that final third of the movie, it's about a 90-minute flick. When you get to that final part, you start to realize that this guy would not, he won't survive if anything happens to his family. So he he he's got a great fallback system now but what happens if anything happens to them is an important part of you know the Lou Gehrig's disease that you know he's had it for 22 years yeah and uh the the, the first third of the movie just showing him all his energy his exuberance towards music is amazing um i picked up one of his albums over the weekend just to get an idea again you know what he was like cuz I, I heard him back in the 80s i just I didn't remember. Right. And uh, Perpetual Burn is the name of the album I picked up. And I'll, I'll admit, yeah, there's some really amazing stuff on there. So I think uh, the film's going to be playing uh, Boston next. And um, it seems like it's going to get a bigger and bigger distribution as it rolls out. I uh, really hope so. Yeah. But just seeing the trailer itself fucking blew me away. Um it's called Not Dead Yet. It's uh, Jason Becker's story. A uh, great, great guitar player. A really, really talented player who got Lou Gehrig's disease and how he stays involved in music. It's phenomenal. All right, thanks, Rob. I'm glad you got to see it. You saw it in Chicago? I saw it in Chicago at the SimFest, and it won the Chicago uh, what Best Documentary Prize at the Chicago International Movie and Music Festival. So that, That's fantastic. I'm glad to hear it. Thanks. No problem. Peace. Um, let's uh, break here. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. When we get back, uh, Fez Watley, you want to tell us about Unmasked? Well, we can talk about Amass, but also uh, something going on with the NFL. All right, so you don't want to talk about Amass when we get back. You want to talk about the NFL. Well, we can talk about both. Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, we'll be right back. It's the Run Fest Show. Chris, what was the names that you were telling me that 
Eastside Dave gave to Jonathan. Oh, yes. That's, um, handsome giant tube sticks. All right. Now, Jonathan. Yeah. Why don't you tell me that I'm giving you the wrong handle, that you want to be called Handsome Johnny Tube Steaks? Probably because I didn't really want to be called Handsome Johnny Tube Steaks. Why not? <laughs> when you get a fucking great name like that. I don't know. I'm not sure. All right, so it's Handsome Johnny Tube Steaks? Tube yeah. Steaks. Why Plural. would it be Tube Steaks? <laughs> he's Why fucking, would it be the extra? He's all over the Tube Steak game. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. It makes no sense. It makes perfect sense. Handsome Johnny Tube Steaks. Would he just like Handsome Johnny? Eh, I mean, uh, Sam gave that to me like my first day when I was doing the special delivery phone screener. So, by the way, it's fucking Sam, you're a hero. I'm just walking down the hall, and he's in a conversation, and it's about Virgil again. Every fucking day, he's discussing Virgil with somebody. They have a um, obsession with Virgil. Him and E Rock really have just an obsession with Virgil, and they just constantly take pictures of him at, like, uh, signing events, at, like, these conven conventions he goes to. They're actually doing this. You know, Virgil shows up at these signings, and he's not even scheduled to be there, <laughs> and he'll just keep a table in his... <laughs> they love Virgil. So, Handsome, Handsome Johnny, Tuesdays. are you saying that you fucking hate Sam's guts? No, not at all. Because I'll Sam. back you 100%. No, I love Sam. You Sam's have a, a serious guy. beef with him for fucking adding that tube steaks thing. Cause it pisses Dude, you off. Yeah, I fucking hate him for it now, too. Yeah. And I'm going to try to ruin his wedding. Yep. Just because of this. Yep. Yeah, yeah we're going to fucking ruin it. At this point, I got along great with him. This is for tube steaks. <laughs> and we'll throw Handsome Johnny <laughs> tube steaks. Motherfucker. Throw some Molotov cocktails through the window, whatever... Crazy Townies Avenue. Handsome Johnny's a fucking good name, though. Mm -hmm. But you gotta stay handsome. You can't go fucking that up. I won't. Don't get in any, like, fires or car accidents or... I yeah, don't know. it's just like drunk Chris Stanley. He can't <laughs> sober up. Hell no. I gotta live up to that fucking moniker. Is every n nickname a moniker or just some? I think if the really popular ones are fucking monikers. Hmm. I was seriously confused when I first got here. You have like five nicknames. I, I don't know who the fuck. And that's because of fucking Dave too. <laughs> that's Dave giving Pepper. Dude, listen, it's Peppy Hamburger. <laughs> Doesn't fucking make sense. <laughs> what big sports is Dave into right now? All over the. Actually, he's following the hockey playoffs. Yeah. He's fucking. He's fucking totally locked in. I'm that. just following the Flyers. I don't give a fuck about anybody else. Yeah, he was, he was all over those fucking games. Yeah, they're, they're a mess. They're just a fucking mess. <laughs> and, of course, I'm watching some b-ball. You know, uh, Tebow got booed at Yankee Stadium last night. Oh, and he had only a Yankees hat. Of course he did. And they fucking introduced him, and he still got booed. I saw a picture of him in the, uh, in the post today, in the fucking Yankee gear. It's going to be weird, because I feel like he'll be hated off the bat, maybe, by the Jets fans and the New York fans, but once Sanchez starts sucking, which he fucking obviously will, because he blows, we're going to turn for T-Bow like, immediately. But guess what? You're at a Yankees game. Most Yankees fans are Giants right. fans. You know, he didn't show up at a Mets game fucking rocking his, his fucking Mets hat. He might have gotten over big. The Mets get happy if anybody famous shows up. If anyone shows up, actually. Yeah. That fucking... They don't even mind if Billy Crystal shows up wearing a Mets hat. <laughs> because fucking, you ever know Seinfeld and Billy Crystal will go back and forth? Yeah. And wear that hat to go with it. That's weird. That bothers me. It's not being a real fan, mm -mm. is what it is. 
have loyalty and hate everyone else. <laughs> is that so much to ask? All you have to do is like us and hate everybody else. That's it. Fuck it. But yeah, T- I can't wait for this fucking five months. Five months season starts. Fucking NFL and it's Tebow time. All oh, just day. wait. You got a nice long oh. baseball fucking thing. You got the basketball playoffs yeah, with basketball Miami basically fucking laying down for some reason. Early in the year, I'm like, no one will beat Miami after I watched them in the beginning of this fucking thing. I'm like, it can't be beat. No, I'm like, these fucking guys will be lucky to make it. Shortened season is a hell of a lot better, though. Mm. I fucking love not having fucking 30 more games to fucking go through. Now, we put out the... They finally some fucking... Uh, Miami Marlin hit a fucking home run, so we got to see that shitty <laughs> fucking spectacle. And Fez, I hate to tell you this, everyone calls it gay, and I don't. Which goes to make me say, gay does not mean homosexual. Gay means lame and cheesy. Stupid. Oh uh, yeah, go put it up. Look how shitty that thing is. This is so fucking weird. I mean, it looks like it was made in the 1930s. Yeah, it's a fucking old school fucking... It blows a Coney Island or something. I know. It looks like something out of a Chuck E. Cheese. And yet, go and look at the, the stuff that people are saying, Chris. They just referred to it as gay on our site. <laughs> Read any of those. The only thing that's missing from this is Tiki Torches and Drag Queen. See? <laughs> Welcome to Marlon's Gadium. <laughs> is that because it has some pink in it? No, because gay is synonymous with fucking lame. Yeah. Whether you want it to be or not. I like the giant sprays of ejaculate. It's the one confused fish spinning in midair. That's gay. I'm going to say that the gays have brought this on themselves. Just like there's been a white slide... There's been a gay slide where we went from fucking Oscar Wilde to basically Glee and Betty White. Oh, they love Betty White. And yeah. she's on Twitter now. And there used to be fucking gay used to mean cutting edge, cool, things are happening. And now it just means cheesy, lame, and thoughtless. Oh. But that fucking thing is gay, no matter even... I'm When I'm looking at that scoreboard, I'm calling it gay like two strange men sucking each other's cock through a glory hole. Yeah. Or dual glory holes. Oh, my God. Like, gay 69 in glory holes. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, this thing's fruity as a motherfucker. <laughs> it is. It's just fucking awful. Miami should what? not have baseball. Why would they, why would they build this? What this stupid fucking idea. person thought to themselves, this is going to make everyone happy. Maybe if this was 50 years old. You know what I mean? And you're like, I don't know. They built it years ago, and we still love it. It's tradition. Yeah. It's like I never got offended by Chief Nakahoma. You know, when everyone started to act like that was a bad idea. I'm like, oh. well, they always had it. Back in the day. Yeah. I guess those are like seahorses on the on the upper hand sides and semen. Oh, jizz. <sighs> well, at least we go back and forth on it a little bit. And uh, by the way, um, the guy who builds motorcycles that got fired from Trump is up the fucking hallway today. I forgot his fucking name. Big mustache guy. Handsome Johnny Tubestead. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> Handsome Johnny. He was fucking retarded on fucking Trump though. Literally retarded. I didn't catch it. He was was he just fucking being gruff and 
He was just lazy. And oh, he was lazy? Yeah, he didn't know how anything worked. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's he going to do? Call people and ask them to give him money? Paul Sr.? Yeah, it was Paul Sr. Now, the Unmasked crew is fucking kicking ass on there. Uh, Penn Jillette and Lisa Limpinelli are destroying the fucking show. There you go. Fucking dominate. The Queen of Mean is the person that, you know, the straights hate out there, though. And by the straights, I mean the fucking squares, the fucking rubes, okay. the fucking midway walkers. They're buying into the act completely. <laughs> Loving it. And Penn's kind of uh, playing it under the fucking radar. See Penn taking this thing all the way. You yeah, know I, I do mean? too. I mean, come on. I do too. The guy's fucking sharp. He's very fucking likable, except for by some, you know, right wing Christian groups. Yeah, if you're big into God, you're probably not going to really love Ben He's able to seduce people and convince them of things. Look how he took Fez's faith after so many years during one small conversation with me. Jedi mind trick almost. Oh, look at that fucking dunk. Basketball can be such a beautiful fucking sport when it works. When it's shitty being played in Charlotte, it looks like the worst thing that's ever happened. Charlotte may end up as the worst team in history. Disband it. Just kick it out of Charlotte. No, but you can't because it's Michael fucking Jordan. He could move it. If they have this, I think I was reading on Grantland, then... Michael will be connected with the team that lost the most games and worst losing percentage and the best winning percentage. That's fucking weird. For a season. He'll be involved with both. I guess that's something to be proud of. I mean, look. It's, it's, I think it's really difficult to go from being a superstar in a sport to a coach or a manager because you just want to go, just do what I did and be fucking totally awesome. Larry Bird always seemed really fucking frustrated when he was with the Pacers. How could he not? He's like, I don't understand why all you people can't work as hard as me. <laughs> just fucking shoot it, no matter what pressure you feel. Just fucking put it through. Just always fucking be on point. Um, let's go over here to uh, Adam Yerman Fez. Hey, that Marlins thing looks like it should be on the official Jimmy Buffett pinball machine or something. And as a <laughs> Mets fan... Thank God somebody came out with something shittier than the Apple. Yeah, it's it's the worst thing in professional sports. It, it really is. Wrong. It's it's really fucking ridiculous. And those people spent something like a half a billion dollars for that fucking shit house. <laughs> it's not enough that they have the the twirling marlins or dolphins or whatever. Then they have a third one just spinning on top. I, whatever it. <laughs> It's crazy. I don't understand it. I don't understand what fucking gets into people. You would think a home run would be exciting enough. Well, nothing is exciting enough in sports. It's like, oh, we need all the guys to dance with the cheerleaders after they score a fucking touchdown. Come on, Corey. Nothing is good enough. I hate people who feel like they need to be entertained outside of the game itself. They're just saying the game isn't entertaining enough. And you can sit in a pool while you watch this fucking game. There's a pool. So you're like the type of person like, I want to go to the game, but then I also want to go swimming. Have a couple drinks. Is there any chance I can do both? Yes, actually there is. And if there's a home run, 
You're in for a big surprise. Um. All right, this says, oh, this is missing is Fezzy with a mic. Come fountain. See? <laughs> this is the thing. Fish fountain light up sparkle statue. Um, it's just embarrassing. Where's the toss it on my back, toss it on my back cheer? Duh. It's festive and tacky, but that doesn't make it gay. And yet that's all gays do. I bet. That, I, what I'm trying to say is, Fez, when you're calling yourself a gay, it's like calling yourself a lame. You'd be much better off if you just embraced whatever the other words are. Homosexual or the F word that you hate. Q word. Because people are going to say this stuff is gay when it's fucking lame. And you can't say anything better about this other than that's gay. Not in the homosexual sense, but in the tacky and lame sense. Um, let's go over to Brian. Brian, you're on Ron Fez. Hey, Ron. A uh, couple of comments about professional sports in this country. Uh, it's kind of funny when you go to a, a football game, you've got these scantily clad, and, well, let's put a better word, slut, uh, with little pom-poms. You ever seen the Jets cheerleaders? They look like little whores. And they're running around, prancing around. It's such a big show, exploding, you know, scoreboards, this and that. And then on the, the same city, you go to the New York Giants. New York Giants don't even have cheerleaders. And they have the most boring, pathetic opening to, to any introduction to any team. There's only two football teams left that don't have cheerleaders, the Steelers and the Giants, old school teams. Yeah, and the teams that go on and win championships and Super Bowls instead of trying to bring non-fans into their stadium. Because that's what you are when you show up and you really care more about the cheerleaders or the fireworks or painting your face. You're really not a fucking fan of the sport. That's fucked up. You need all this other shit. It's basically like saying, I'm in the KISS Army. That when you start to act like I like all the rest of this stuff. It's like a day out at the amusement park when I'm going to the fucking game. And that's why KISS has to spend an extra $300,000 on pyrotechnics because the music isn't enough, even for Hard Rock Johnny, who claims to love them. He says it's the first band he ever masturbated to. Jesus, he jerks off a lot of bands. I don't know. I didn't ask him that. Luckily, they'll be holographic. Fireworks. I'm so enough. fucking. I love holographic fireworks. So much better. Do you uh, see that thing on the iBang about the forty thousand rockets that took off? Where was that at? Hicks? That was at um, the Museum of Contemporary Art in Los Angeles. That's where I'm gonna start fucking hanging. I mean, this is fucking ridiculous. Ridiculous. Redonk. <laughs> so this. <laughs> So they're opening up some uh, some wing that was. This like, is honestly the handsome Johnny Tube Sticks of fucking fireworks. It's that fucking beautiful. <laughs> some David Geffen wing of this uh, Museum of Contemporary Art, and this is how they chose to fucking open it. Very. California drought. 
Jesus, how close were people? 100 feet. So we could just have been blown to shit. Just people running in there with their fucking hands blown off. Jesus. Everything should be open like this. Anything. Bodegas, restaurants. Jack, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey, Jack in D.C., go ahead. I'm sorry, Ronnie. Uh, to your point of unnecessary bullshit, uh, manufactured stimulus pumped in at sporting events. Watching the Flyers-Pens game yesterday, and in, in the final five minutes, you had the most awesome shit going on with the fight after fight after fight, and, what, and they don't need anything else. And yet they put that bullshit uh, Hulkamania thing up on the big screen. Totally unnecessary distraction. Well, it's a... It's an amazing thing, like you were saying, that the fight after fight, which I was watching, and at certain points I forgot there was a hockey game. I'm not even kidding. It had to be 20 minutes into the fight that another fight broke out. Fuck. It's fucking killing each other. Do, 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 do. Yeah, they're just fucking crushing each other. He's fucking each other up. It's not. It's not. A, it's a brawl. That's all it is. Jeff, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, in Cleveland here. Um, Browns have never had cheerleaders and never will, and I don't know why. They got the dog pound. Yeah, I know. Fine. Don't go down there. Yeah, I wouldn't go down there. <laughs> Andy in Atlanta. Guys, is it just me, or does Out of the Closet now revert to the mean and participate in the show exactly as much as In the Closet Fez did? I think we have gotten back, and I saw that your face just dropped down there, Fez. Mm -hmm. You're upset about something? Well, no, it's just that I thought I was doing much better today. What part? I thought, you know, talking about the guns and stuff. I thought I was part of that. You're I just maybe little, wrong. I just think that you're... Well, why would you let him judge? I just think that you're a little bit cranky today. Or anti-cranky. Got to crank that crank out. And, you know, handsome Johnny Tubestakes is here. I thought maybe he, you know, would be keeping your spirits high. It's fucking great Because I know that you like him handsome. Mm -hmm. well, what is it that you like to do fez you want to do a live read for something you want to talk about something what can we do for fez well i want to talk about this thing going on with the nfl and how they're going to start dealing with fans who are drunk and obnoxious start fights and end up getting thrown out of the stadiums okay so they're gonna now if you get thrown out of an nfl stadium they're going to mm -hmm. start this program you have to take a four hour online course to uh, on how to be nice to other people. Okay. Th then pass a quiz, pay $75 for all of this, and hopefully you get reinstated where you can go back into the stadium. All right. And then basically just do it all over again. They say if you do it again, then you get arrested. for uh, Or if you try to sneak it back in without taking the quiz, you can get arrested for trespassing. All right. It just... Seems ridiculous. If they're they're so worried, they, the NFL keeps saying they're so worried about fan safety and players' safety. 
This just looks like a ridiculous band-aid they're putting on this problem. Well, I think they probably need to do this to show that somebody is a multiple person, uh, a multiple offender, so that they can protect themselves from lawsuits, probably. Yeah, because, I mean, I don't see how they're going to keep... If someone's banned from a stadium, I don't know how they're going to keep every banned person out. I mean, maybe a season ticket holder, that shows up, but someone who's just going and buying uh, other tickets for the game is going to get right back in. Well, how often do you have people at games anymore that aren't just season ticket holders? Wow. Season ticket holders is the majority of those things by far. And then they also have that face recognition stuff, that software. Yeah, they want to start using that, I guess, as well. But if they were really serious about getting rid of the drunk, unruly fans, they would start banning the booze in the parking lots. They ain't never going to happen. So is that what you want them to do? I would say, yeah, if that, yes. Get rid of the booze. Ban the liquor in the parking lot. All right, how many people are, you think, unruly at, any, at every game? From what this said, they throw out about 500 people a year. All right, so 500 people a year get thrown in, get thrown out, and that's the big problem, people, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's over the course of the whole season. Uh-huh. So these stadiums seat 70,000. You've got how many? Eight fucking home games. So you have 40, you know, 400,000 people, even if it's the same person over, but 400,000 shots. Uh-huh. to be thrown out and only 500 have got it so are you going to ban something that by and large the majority is able to do and just over the 500 that's why they don't ban alcohol plus who's a bigger sponsor than Budweiser yeah well I mean I, I would still have it in the stadium you know, and they have those rules. You can't buy more than two at a time. They cut it off right after halftime. But these people are staggering into the games. And this and this is, is just... And those are just the people that finally make enough of a nuisance of themselves, turn violent, and get thrown out. Yeah, There's but this, drunks all through the game, all through the stadium. This is literally going back to your fucking gun law thing where you want to penalize the people who don't break the law because of the people who do break the law. And that's the unfair aspect of it, that you have a lot of people who party, come into the game, party watching the game, leave, and they're not being arrested or thrown out, but they're going to get penalized for the people who do get thrown out. The same way that you're penalizing fucking legal gun owners for something a legal gun owner uh, might do. I, if anything, I would come down harder on the people who get in fucking fights or harass people at the game more than what they already do. They did it in Philadelphia where they said, oh, you can't straighten out Philadelphia. And they put a fucking judge in there. And two weeks of people getting busted... The third week, people chilled the fuck out because nobody wants to go to jail. No one wants to tell their wife, you don't understand. I can't come home. Yeah, I won't go to work tomorrow because I got drunk and got in a fist fight with some guy from North Jersey. Yeah, getting kicked out of a game, whatever, but right. you're actually doing the fucking... That's not fun. Um, Brian, you're on the run of Fez show.
Fred, just so you know, here in uh, Detroit, if there's someone bothering you in your section, you can text a certain number, your seat, your, uh, your row section, and they'll come and escort whoever's bothering you out. Yeah, but I mean, why would you have to put up with that in the, to begin with? Well, you don't even know what you're going to have to put up with. It's these people that can't. It's these people that can't maintain that will ruin it for everybody. They're well, already, no, I don't. I don't think everybody should be. I, you know, I didn't believe it in third grade. I don't believe in it now. I think the people who break the fucking rules should have to pay. Not everybody. I think it's ridiculous to say you've ruined it for everybody. That fucking turns me against authority, not against the people that they want. You know what I mean? Then when they would do that stuff like in school, like, because a couple people talked, none of you will be going on a class trip. I immediately had to fuck the class trip. I don't give a shit. You're not going to fucking turn us against each other, you idiot. Just fucking deal with the people who fucked up. It ain't my job to do it. Uh, Tammy, I'm running Fez. Hey, Ronnie. Yeah. Hey, I want to tell Fez, this is why he should keep his mouth shut. Because he just got schoolballed. I don't think that he got school, but it is the same exact argument that he had on the gun thing, that somehow uh, the people not fucking up should be penalized for the people who do fuck up. Well, I think it's already happening with the fact that they uh, uh, they have sections that are alcohol-free in stadiums, so anyone who would have been sitting in that section now doesn't drink. Because they're but trying to make it family-friendly. Well, now you're saying that the whole place has to be family-friendly. You know, I remember being taken to a football game as a kid with my dad. And it was fucking nuts. And I remember even looking at my father going, why did he bring me to this fucking drunken fight? This isn't safe. Yeah. <laughs> this was child. not a fucking safe place. <laughs> it was always fucking crazy. I've only been to one fo football game ever. It was a Jets-Baltimore game like fucking, I don't know, eight years ago. And after that game, and there was like five or six fights broke out. Yeah. And after that game, for the rest of the season, they weren't serving alcohol or some some shit. It was just it was such a clusterfuck that... People get fucked up and rowdy at fucking ball games and fucking fights. I don't know what to tell you. It's kind of been that way. <laughs> Expected. I don't know why anybody thinks it's for family. I can't imagine going, I want to take my little girl to a fucking game. That's what the NFL wants people to think. That these are family-friendly environments. And they're putting up this fake thing, basically, of questions like, should a fan be allowed to cheer for any team they want to on this quiz? And you don't think they should? No. No, they should. But, I mean, these are the softball questions that are... But but do you think... Let's suppose you went to your fucking Bucks game. And a guy was sitting in front of you cheering against your team. You wouldn't start to jaw him a little bit? No, I'd let him cheer. It ha Trust me, it happens at every Bucks game. Oh, I do trust you. I forgot I brought up the Bucks. There's not a strong fan base there. Oh, this year they're going to dominate v Jackson, and fucking Slot Baby.
I, people said, how come Fez is so unfun since he came out? Well, you're still dealing with something, right? Yeah. What is it? Um, I, I guess... What's the unfun Fez about? I guess getting out of the closet. I guess since I haven't started having any fun, I am no fun. Yeah. Yet. Is this the part of the show where you get in all that? Like you start to bring up the gay stuff? No, I wasn't planning on bringing up any gay stuff. But you, but you know that you're being unfun. Yeah, now Trying that I hear myself. Yeah. It, does, it doesn't seem like it when I'm thinking about it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, then it, all of a sudden I go, oh yeah, that does sound... Not so fun. Mm. But this was more to call out the NFL of, you really don't want to do anything about this problem. I swear to God, I know Fez's mom and she has the same exact cadence. (laughs) Oh, no. The cadence hasn't changed at all. Does your mom have any sisters? Yes, she does. Well, you're one of them. (laughs) Ever since he started to hang out with his mom. Oh, you gotta, you gotta nip that in the bun. He wants to nip it on the buns. Oh God! Uh, it was a great fucking video up of lap dance interrupted some fucking idiot trying to get a lap dance. He wins a free lap dance, and this fucking chick throws shows up. Would your chick have a problem if you were getting a lap dance? I don't know. You've never taken her to a teddy bar with you? Once, a while ago. But it was really shitty fucking club. It was no place that you go here. Watch this, honey. I'm going to get jerked off by this fucking girl. <laughs> no, just I, by giving her a hundred. No, not, no, that not happened. Oh my god, these commercials are killing me, and they're all of them are fucking smoking commercials. Everybody thinks that it's aimed at you too. I don't know how the smoking commercials took over YouTube, but they have. Oh I, fuck! I fucking hate the the anti-smoking commercials. Talk about forcing everybody to go through something. Since generally most people don't smoke at all. Fucking tracheotube shit. Yeah. And you can't show a nipple on fucking TV, but you can show these commercials. Talk about fucking offensive. Um, John, you're on the Run Fez show. What's up, buddy? Yeah. Hey, Fez, I, I, I just, let me get this straight. You want less control over what you do. Did we lose it? Oh. I think he was going through, you want less control over the gay lifestyle and more control over everybody else's lifestyle. No, I'm not, I don't want control over people's lifestyles, but I want... You you just said you wanted to get rid of uh, the gun laws, um, and you wanted to make the gun laws very, very strict, and stop people from tailgating. Yeah, I don't. So that would be kind of getting involved with their lifestyles. Yeah, but I don't think stricter gun laws, where someone like George Zimmerman, who has a an arrest record and a violent past, should be allowed to walk into and buy a gun with no questions asked. It. Oh, I'm not going to get into it. You realize the double standard, though, right? Yes, I see that. Okay. And you're a person, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, it is the Ron and Fez show. As we said, we got a big unmask coming up oh, yeah. uh, this week. And Chris, you're saying this is your all-time favorite. Um, it's very, it's really fucking exciting because this guy... This, this but not, you like movies. Yeah. This guy's directed and written a fucking a giant proportion of the Apatow guy's stuff. 
Right. And these guys, no one, I don't think, really has been bigger in the last fucking decade. So this guy's really the, on the forefront of comedy film. And a bunch of work with Jim Carrey, too, mm. which fucking he's also done. It's Dick Stoller. It's this Thursday at uh, 3.30. Go to theinterobang.com for all the details. And it looks like everybody that come out of there will be part of the Apatow crew yeah. and making movies now. Mm-hmm. Look like they're going to be at it. Uh, Sarah Silverman has gotten in a little heat with the anti-abortion set. Now, when you first sent this to me, Hicks, last night, yeah. I'm like, holy fuck, did she have an abortion? Because you see, on the left-hand side of this, <laughs> she is pregnant. Mm-hmm. On the right-hand side, very, very tight belly. That's right, flat. And she uses it as her before and after abortion pictures. So, so people were getting mad at her, and I had to fucking think to myself, i like, well, she does have a right to say that she's had an abortion, but why would she troll these fucks like this? It's I, When I saw this shit, it was fucking hysterical. Sarah Silverman's the best. She's extremely funny. I mean, and this just fucking with these guys so hard, it's now, great. Now, where did she send it to? Uh, she just tweeted it out there, and then people picked up on it. Right. Now, did people feel like me, like they fell for the gimmick? Oh, uh, yeah, some people fell for it. Some people were like, yeah, this is your right. Da, 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 da. Like, good for you, for the, the pro-abortion yeah. people. And then the right-wing people, or the, these people that were anti-abortion, just started going, wait a minute, hey, this is no laughing matter. <laughs> you should be making You fun don't of understand! That was something that was alive, or could have been, had it been real. All right. But it, it, the fucking before picture is great. <laughs> all right. Now, funny joke, right? Yeah. Now, if it really would have been the abortion picture, <laughs> would it still have been funny? Uh, I I mean, if she put it out there, yeah. I, I, I fucking probably still, I would have thought it was ballsy and fucking funny. I would have agreed with you. Because it's like, holy shit, this is great. And I even sent it to people going, wow. She is really more hardcore than I thought. She's fucking Lenny Bruce. She's a fucking spokesperson for the entire <laughs> movement forever, from now on. Yeah, you're not going to get around that. No other woman's going to fucking be able to really want to do that. Although money should now want to do it that way. They know what to do now. It's really <laughs> weird, though, like some of those things where some people's like, you know, that experience changed my life or other, and other people are like, whatever. You know what I mean? It's just a thing. One less problem I can deal with. <laughs> but you have to admit, if you were anti-abortion, and then you saw this picture, um, I really do feel like, for the sake of her career, if I was her manager, I'd say, now you really do have to get pregnant and have an abortion. <laughs> because that's your fucking piece of the market. Dude, this is what you're known for now. Look at all this heat we're getting. Retweets like a motherfucker. Yeah. Fucking great. Um, that would have been a late termer, too, if that was real, bitch. Right, some people were saying this on the iBank System Food Baby. And it says, I thought the American media was biased. Um, a couple of people writing some gross things. Oh. I don't like this. Then someone's writing, so sunstroke can kill a fetus. Surely does get. She's got Chris Stanley skin. Yeah. Uh, Dennis P. Joyce says this. She's never made me laugh, ever. I don't know how anyone can say that. I mean, this thing alone is fucking hysterical. This Sarah Silverman show, I thought, was fucking good. 
Um, and she was and, great in Way of the Gun. Then Craig writes back to him, then you're a fucking idiot then. <laughs> How about this? When life hands you AIDS, make lemonades. Nuff said. Whoa. I didn't realize if you just could Twitter. Shrekalove says, I made approximately four abortion jokes last week. Thanks God no one reads my tweets. Well, GVAC reads your tweets. Mm-hmm. I saw a GVAC tweet the other day where he said he did not think, I want to do this properly. But basically, he said he did not think Jennifer Aniston was sexy. Oh, gee, Vax. Jennifer Aniston's quite sexy. She's very beautiful. But does he have a point where she certainly doesn't come across as sexual? Like, I don't think that you would look at Jennifer Aniston and saying, man, I bet she's great in bed. Well, you just from all the tabloids of she loses men left and right. Forget all that. Forget whether she's, you know, a good person, whatever. Mm. Just to turn down the fact, is that a really hardcore sexual being? I think GVAC might have been up to something on it. She's very, very gorgeous, but we've all met beautiful women before. Like those Miss America contest-type okay. women, right. right? Yeah. You could meet a girl on the street. Maybe she so-so looks, but you're like, oh, she's got that fucking it thing. The feel, that feeling. Yeah, that, that fucking thing else. that you know that she's good in bed. And does Jennifer Aniston lack that, even though she's beautiful? Hmm. Now, I will say this. I believe under the right tutelage, it can be taught. Okay. Under the right tutelage. She could fucking learn a nice craft for herself. I don't know whether she's been with the right kind of fellas. What's Brad Pitt done you, huh, Jennifer? <laughs> See, now he went with a woman that we all agree... Has it. ...looks like she's fucking unbelievable in bed. Now, I just watched Gia over the weekend, too. Oh, yeah, she's got it. That poor Gia. Some of them just wrote to me, what does Aunt Cranky think? That's Aunt Cranky's business. Why you got a fucking... Um, let's go over here to Ryan. Ryan, you're on with Fez. Hey, guys. I don't think Anderson is sexy so much. She just like looks like the kind of chick you could fucking have a few fucking drinks with and just watch like a game and just like fuck around with. Like, She's a cute chick, but she definitely not, she doesn't lose sex. Like a Upton, like a Kate Upton, she looks like she'd be ridiculous in bed. She's fucking sexy. Uh, there's already some complaints that there's too much Kate Upton on our site, and that even comes from us. We've got the Kate Upton bounce song up on the site today. Yeah. Um, Tony, you're on Run If you uh, ever saw the movie Bound with Jennifer Tilly and Gina Gershon, I mean, those two girls, I think what makes a girl sexy is the idea that maybe she's a goer. Katja Gregorio in Greece. Not the best-looking girls, but definitely a goer, and that makes them sexy, sexually. Well, obviously, I don't want to comment on Miss Gina Gershon for obvious reasons. Uh, Meg Tilly, I will also agree, very, very sexy. Let very, very sexy. Let it ride. Come on. She was amazing in Let It Ride. And also, what was that other fucking movie, the remake, the Steve McQueen remake they did, The Getaway? Okay, yeah. yeah she yeah, was yeah, with yeah. Mr. Blonde in that. Mm-hmm. Um... Well, there, there it is. Screen cap for you. 
Now, uh, Fez, people wanted to know what you also thought of the abortion joke. Oh, I thought I thought it was funny. Yeah, I'm pro Sarah Silverman there. So you're pro abortion. Yeah, I'm pro choice. Yeah, you didn't used to be. What made the big choice change oh. for you? Um, I just you know I was thinking it happened along the t- same time I was like changing my thoughts on the war, and it was just. I don't have a right to tell anyone what to do with their body. You used to be amazingly anti. And you've never really. So, yeah. What the fact that he anti- was anti-abortion. Oh yeah, he was very yeah, very very. Into it. And then you've never stated on the air that you changed oh. your mind. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, I am pro-choice. Yeah, it's uh, it's to me uh, and to me, I thought this was a funny way of Sarah Silverman getting her point across with the so-called war on women that's out there in this campaign. Yeah, I don't believe in it, the war no. on women. I think the whole thing is made up. I don't believe either side is either for or against women. I think they're for and against. They're for getting elected and against the other person getting elected. And I think they're fucking wasting our time with the whole, we like stay-at-home moms better than the other party. Just shut the fuck up. Seriously. Both of you. Just shut up. Come on. Abortion's for everybody. Come on. You've always been uh, pro-choice. Oh fuck yeah! There's nothing. I don't think there's anything else more I believe in in life. <laughs> really? Yeah. There's if nothing I else. Da- if I had a daughter and sh- I'd fucking be throwing cash out, get as many abortions as you want. Just don't fucking bring a kid, please, for the love of God. You're lucky you weren't one. You just but you're children. adopted. <laughs> <laughs> you're a stepdaughter. <laughs> so you're actually just anti-child more than anything. <laughs> Pretty much. Um. Yeah, I, you know, you think that Fez couldn't stun you more, but he does. Hell yeah, I had no idea. I think he just has a tendency to make all the changes that uh, that you need to make to be part of a new group. Like, what does the new group that I'm joining believe? Okay. And I will sign off on those. Yeah, I don't, I'm fairly sure you've never brought that up on the air. Yeah, but and I, I remember get... a couple of times you were way anti-choice. Um... I, by the way, it looks like people way on uh, Sarah Silverman's side on the iBank today, too. Good. Come on. I can't imagine anybody thinking that she's not funny. Got I think a, she's crushingly funny. Got a quickie abortion? It's fucking hysterical. Abortion. <laughs> Treating it like those foodie people. Yeah. Seriously, when someone tells me to go to a restaurant because it's delish, I make a fucking mental note to not go there. Good, let's burn them down. Find them on Google Maps. Burning down the house. Uh, Danny McBride and Todd Phillips look like they're going to team up. That's gigantic. Yeah, to remake this clown movie, which is about guys who once a year go on a sex vacation and cheat on their chicks. (laughs) Now, if anything, sounds like a Danny McBride film. That's it. I wonder if they're going to do a bunch of drugs and get really fucked up yeah. also. <laughs> and there's going to be classic rock music. Fuck yeah. Being played. I just want to watch that man get fucking whacked and insult people. That's all I fucking ever wanted to do. Um, Sweet Brown, you found... Was was it you or Fred that found Sweet Brown? That was oh, your baby? Uh, Fred found Sweet Brown. And then you came back and found out the Sweet Brown. Well, first, do we have the Sweet Brown that we could play... Before uh, we move along with it, 
And why I'm bringing that up, Frankie McDonald, 100% right to the day. Now, I know, Fizz, you follow the Weather Channel and all that, right? Yeah. How do you predict fucking tornadoes weeks from now? I don't even understand. I always thought, like, a tornado, you could have, like, some conditions, but I thought that you just felt it that day. It was random. I thought that was the whole fucking point of the of the movie Twister, that we didn't know where they were coming and when they're coming. Mm-hmm. That's why we had to put Dorothy up there. This fucking Frankie McDonald picked out two weeks before. He's gifted. Uh, if anybody knows, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Sweet Brown made it big on TV after her house burned up, and here she is explaining to the local news person. Well, I woke up to go get me a cold pop, and then I thought somebody was barbecuing. I said, oh, Lord Jesus, it's a fire. <laughs> Then I ran out. I didn't grab no shoes or nothing, Jesus. I ran for my life. And then the smoke got me. I got bronchitis. (laughs) Ain't nobody got time for that. (laughs) She's awesome. Here's my biggest problem. She's like a uh, black version of Crazy Franny Nixon. She kind of even looks like this is my brother's chick. Kind of even looks like her and acts like her and even has the same voice. Except for the fact that she's black. <laughs> Alright, so you think that's it. That's We've all seen Sweet Brown. Yeah. But now the Sweet Brown remix is in. That's right. The internets can bring us any sort of great audio and remix into a nice song. Let's take a, a listen. One resident describes her horrifying experience when she first realized the complex was on fire. I got bronchitis. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time. Ain't nobody got time. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time. Ain't nobody got time. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Jesus, it's a far. You know, people shit on auto tune, mm-hmm. 
but without auto-tune, we wouldn't have had that and all these other great fucking So you love auto-tune? I'm fucking converted now. And holograms, that's just two kinds of music. Me, give me holograms and auto-tune and robots. Here's what I like to do. I like to take Fez yeah. to an abortion. First, be out front, okay. fucking tailgating, partying, having fun. Then we take our, yeah. our fucking guns in the stadium <laughs> with holograms and we stop the abortion. <laughs> I'm all for all that, besides, except for stopping the abortion. Ain't got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. It's good shit. Louis, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, first, I just wanted to say I saw that Tupac thing, and that, that shit is fucking weird. It is crazy as shit, isn't it? Yeah, very much. It totally mm. freaked me out. But um, you were talking about how do you think they predict the tornadoes, and um, I'm thinking that it's those uh, weather simulators that they use. I mean, you know, they know what the weather conditions are in certain areas and able to, like, compute all that into their computer and come up with, like, a pretty accurate simulation of what's probably going to happen. But here, Frankie McDonald must have been, what, two months? I mean, two weeks ahead of? Picked the exact days when the tornadoes were going to hit? He's gifted. Yeah, he is. Yeah, two, yeah, two, two weeks, yeah, that is a bit far. I thought you meant, like, maybe, like, a week to in advance but yeah two weeks does sound pretty i don't know how he did it i'm gonna look into it though all right thanks lewis i appreciate right. it um what's the date on that we got uh the texas uh tornado it's april 9th and what was when did the tornado hit like well it's about a week out a then. week yeah yeah frankie mcdonald's fucking he's a sire he sees it all. And he's not using simulators, I don't think. I think he's getting his information from somebody who does, though. I think he <laughs> follows along with the Weather Channel. I don't think he's doing the science from his house. Thomas, show the Run of Fest show. Hey, Ron, you uh, mentioned burning down the house, and it reminded me I wanted to compliment you on another great interview Friday with uh, Chris and Tina from Talking Heads that brought back such great memories of seeing them live back in the 70s. What a great fucking band, huh? Yeah, I saw them the first time they, when they were touring just as a three-piece, uh, co you know, college-level stuff. And like Tina said, they used to carry in their own equipment. Uh, you see this chick lo lo lugging in this huge amplifier. You know, they were such a, like, a subversive band, too. There was such a weirdness to them, particularly at first, because nobody was doing the fucking nerd cool thing at the time. And just reacting to the punk movement, and then David Byrne turned out to be, you know, they tried to act like we're super normal and almost nerdy, and then he turned out to be the weirdest person of all. Fuck yeah. You know, he would just get freakier and freakier as this went along. And then the band forward. got funkier and funkier, to which I got gigantic. Yeah, I can't wait to see that DVD you guys were talking about. Well, it's out now. Make sure you pick it up. I want to say, Chris, did you take it home and watch? Yeah, yeah, I watched it. Did you watch it with your chick? Uh, no. I uh, want you to sit down with her, because okay. I know she's like, just punk, nothing new wave. No, she likes And just, heads. like, take her jaw and just be like, no, you're watching. No, she you're likes watching. it. She likes it. Yeah, Chronology is the name of the DVD, and it's fucking fantastic. All this fucking crazy live footage I've never seen before, it's fucking awesome.
I also don't know how band gets over, you know, gets signs a record deal like after their third performance. Yeah, it's fucking nuts. And she had just learned to play bass. And she had just learned to play bass. She has one of those things where her boyfriend's like, I'm a drummer, why don't you play bass? And oh. just be with me. Okay, just, just fucking always worry about rhythm. <laughs> and then, you know, then we're going to play a couple gigs, then we're going to get signed, and then we're going to go on tour, it's going to be awesome. We'll have a big <laughs> weird friend. And then later, because I guarantee you, like, what's the biggest of all those, like, live things right now uh, that book fucking shows? Uh... What's like the biggest one out there? Oh. No, no, no. Like, you book them, and they'll just take care of everything from beginning to end. Um, Live Nation? Like, let's say Live Nation. I could call them and say, I've got the Talking Heads World Tour. I bet I could get a check for maybe $100 million and say to them, I want you guys to split this up however you want to. You know, I'm not saying it has to be equal. David can get more than the black fucking backup singers. But you won't fucking have to do a thing. You won't book your hotel room. Don't worry. We'll just Here's your money. Send you an Everything else is taken care of. Because that's how touring has changed since yeah. they were younger. Live Nation will take care of everything. Yeah, because they're, they're the fucking only game in town, really, unless you're doing it fucking by yourself. I bet even now, in this economy, I could get a hundred fucking million dollars for that tour. It would sell out immediately. Be fucking we don't crazy. have to worry about it. Live Nation will worry about it. They'll sell the fucker out. Oh, Scott, you're on Oh, yeah. Tornadoes are easy to predict here. Uh, North America's got the only two mountain chains that run north to south parallel from each other. Hell yeah. So air from Canada meets air from the Gulf, and that's why they call it Tornado Alley. You say Tornado Alley, but now isn't it bigger than ever where you're just getting eight fucking states getting hit? Yeah, but one I time? Mean, that's how they predict it, though. I mean, they know if there's going to be some two different types of air getting together, it's going to be there. They kind of look at models, and, you know, it's just easy to predict here. All right. I'm going to agree with you then. But is there more tornadoes now than years ago? Let's say 20, 30 years ago? I, I don't know. I'm only 30 years old, but, I mean, you can go back and look at climatology. And I'm going to. I appreciate it. I know you don't like anything before you were born, but it just seems like over... I don't remember hearing so much about fucking tornadoes. Like two weeks... Oh, no, just a week ago, there was just as bad. It's every fucking... Ain't wait. nobody got time for that. Nope. Nobody got time for that. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That's right, sweet brown. You're so sweet. <laughs> she is sweet and brown. That's why she has the name, sweet brown. The Kate Upton. Are you sick of Kate Upton on the iBank site? No. Just tell me if you are. Why, why would anyone Handsome be Johnny, is there too much Kate Upton on there? Uh, I mean, yeah, I think so. <gasps> Sounds like somebody's a little gay. <laughs> Handsome Johnny Tube Stakes loves the boys. I think there's better options out there than Kate Upton. What would be your option? Uh, better than Kate Upton. I don't know, Brooklyn Decker's a lot hotter than Kate Upton, I think. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to send fucking Chris your favorite... Seven, eight pictures, Brooklyn Decker, and we'll have it up on the site tomorrow, and we'll see if we can't knock Kate Upton off the fucking... I like it. You guys do. Miss Decker versus Miss Upton. This is fucking sick. It's on. Weren't we... Didn't she cancel on this one time, Brooklyn Decker? Yeah. Wasn't she going to come in? I think she was sick or something. All right. You know who I think is beautiful is this bar some kind of jewish uh, israeli last name Raphael, Raphael or something what's like her that. name Bar Raffelli. 
Barfelli. I think uh, Mr. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio was with her for a uh, long period of time. You really know your gossip, dude. Because I know nothing about that. Gossipy jerk. <laughs> nice, I fucking... Yeah, she's ridiculous. She's like freckles. I don't even fucking understand. And she's Israeli. All right, I'm told that we posted a story on her last week. I don't even remember. Write that up. Look into it on the iBank. Slow as we possibly can go. Slow home roll. That's not coming up. No results found. Thank you. No results found. Maybe I misspelled. No, I don't think you did. Just put in bar. Oh, yes. Oh, we did. Oh, yeah, that's her playing tennis in her underwear. That's not even a particularly good... Oh, God, yeah, it is a good shot of her. I almost thought it wasn't, and then I'm like, no, it is. And who did she date? The guy from Titanic? Yeah. James Cameron? (laughs) (laughs) I apologized 100% by saying we didn't. Ain't nobody got time for that. Here's one of my favorite things. Great Britain picked the greatest heel against them. This is the people that the general that was more difficult for the British Army to handle. Uh, Number three, Rommel. Really? The Desert Rat. Number two, Napoleon. The tiny fucking strategist. Hitler doesn't go in there? Hitler wasn't a general? Hitler wasn't out in the field. You gotta be in the fucking All right. field. Okay. Alright? You gotta be in the field going against their fucking best military minds. And let's face it. Hitler was like, could you guys go on a war for me? Thank you. <laughs> you guys just listen to me and just fucking just do what I say. Look. I want to get a big army, and then I want to come out and talk to them where they stand really still. Now, I want it to be gigantic, so it looks like a really strict Woodstock of people. <laughs> All really perfect lines, too. Wow, really? They're really great fucking squares of people. And when I throw a hand out, I want them to throw a hand out. You got that? So, anyway. No, Hitler wouldn't make this. And doesn't belong there. Uh, it went Rommel, Napoleon, mm-hmm. and number one, most hated heel in Britain's history, George fucking Washington. That's right, motherfucker. Now, suck it. There's a lot of people that said, you know, there's even a place of fucking Central Park where he ran his ass off to get away from the British. Supposedly, he lost so many head-to-head battles against the British Army. But he stayed alive, didn't he? Ah, 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 staying alive. That's right. But I wonder, you would think, as old as Britain are, and they're much, much older than our country, there wouldn't have been somebody else. I mean, the fucking Vikings used to come in there and sack the place on a regular basis. Yeah, but we, like, we fucking took America from them, basically. They could have had all the fucking, of of fucking United States of America, but fucking because of George Washington, he put their asses down, now it's fucking ours. So that must really fucking stink for them. That's a big-ass chunk of land. Yeah, but they had India at one time, and they let that go. Nobody can hold on to anything. You can conquer whatever you want, but you can't hold it. Fuck. 
that's been always been our problem. Like we're like, hey, let's go into Afghanistan. Look, they're fucking running, and yeah. here we are, ten years later. Well, and seriously, I wish we could leave. Just take everyone home. Well, the Bill Burton still has the Falkland Islands. They just celebrated that anniversary. Yeah, they do. They still got the Falklands. Why? 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 Because Argentina wanted it back, and that fucking no caused sense. them to get an ass whipping. What is there? Penguins? Is that is that the fucking only thing? Because I had always heard that George Washington wasn't even that good of a general. But yeah, a few, a few fucking like key victories, right? I mean, like where? Oh, my fucking history blows. <laughs> I don't know shit about it. I remember hearing. <laughs> Uh, George Washington it took him like years before he even got any. It took the crossing of the Delaware was the big one for him. Okay, yeah. And that, I mean, just think of how uncivilized that was. On Christmas Day, two Chris Christian armies and going over on Jesus' birthday, first thing in the morning, after everybody was up opening presents and fucking drinking on Christmas Eve and shooting those fuckers in the head while they slept. <sighs> That's some fucking cold-blooded ass shit. Now, also, I mean, you know that normally you knew you're not getting ice in a river in the Northeast as early as Christmas Day. Who knows? It was fucking way different back then. Was it? I'm sure it was. Fucking like so you're saying global warming really is real? Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, fucking it's what, 97 degrees out in fucking Central Park or whatever? I think it's going to be 97. It's fucking close enough for me. Too you close. treat everything like it's fucking Tornado Alley. I don't want tornadoes touching down. So they hate Washington just out of pure embarrassment. They don't hate him. They respect him as a fucking foe. They respect him as a general, and they said, here is, out of everybody that we faced, is the finest of all. That's a fucking great feeling to have, actually, because they fucking all sorts of fucked up wars. They should know. Fuck yeah. I mean, they were the military thing for a long, long time. And still are not real bad at military. I mean, they're always the top five. Yeah. No matter what's happening. The Royal Air Force or whatever. You always hear good things about them. Um, how are you on the Run and Fest show? Alright, I'm going to go over and look at the uh, the list here and see some of the names. Because I don't see William Wallace on that list. I mean, Jesus Christ, he sacked York. Michael Collins was second place ahead of uh, Napoleon. That's right, baby. I heard And then Rommel. Now he has his own whiskey. See, when Fed said we hated him, this is what they said. As British officers conceded, he was a very worthy opponent. Nice. Uh, the Zulu leader... Uh, was up there pretty high. All I know is from that fucking movie when the Zulus were fucking overrunning those bastards, British talking bastards. <laughs> yeah, they fought all over the fucking place. Yeah, they really were just fucking throwing fucking down all over the fucking Everywhere. world. Everywhere. Jesus, how the hell did they fucking maintain that thing for so long? It's a tiny at, island. At one point they have one fourth of the of the world fuck when the old the sun never sets on the british empire damn I feel a lot better about winning that war now you fucking serious guy you should feel fun. great about it you uh, should uh hey larry you're on the run of show
Yeah, hey, Ron. Uh, book Radio on XM just done a really good book on George Washington, and uh, he was he was very indecisive as a general. He did get trapped in downtown Manhattan at that time. He got trapped in there and almost uh, got his whole army annihilated. And uh, also what Pepper Hicks was saying was right. The winters were a lot more brutal. They didn't fight in the winter. They would track out to Pennsylvania or other places around there. The Valley Forge. And bivouac uh, for the winter. And actually, according to what the book said, uh, Washington only uh, commanded about eight to ten battles. And they really didn't fight that much. It was more about hit-and-run type thing. It, was a, it wasn't a battle. It wasn't a war like we fight now. Right. Where... You know, it was more of a smaller units battle each other and then run away or whatever. And then about two or three weeks later, they'd find each other and fight again. It wasn't anything like what we do now. It was it was a really good book. And it, it talked about how Washington, it was basically his whole life, how he grew up, how he, uh, his father was uh, English. So uh, basically, did they stop fighting us because it was just not cost prohibitive? anymore it was very that was another thing the, the army uh the continental congress wouldn't give money to pay the soldiers so they would revolt they wouldn't fight when they wanted them to fight it was i mean it was really really good book about about the revolutionary war and primarily george washington and his whole life you know it, it was i was amazed i hadn't really listened to book radio that much and uh now I listen to it almost as often as I listen to you. They got some really good books on there. You just have to find the times uh, to listen. They do about two or three chapters a day. It might take a week, week and a half to do a book, but I like it. Who it's reads good. the book? Uh, they read a book. They have a narrator read it. Like a host just sits in there and reads. No, 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 no. It's like uh, an unabridged copy of the book where like, uh, you take a Tom Clancy book, and they have a narrator, somebody who reads it. Uh, I can't remember all the all the ones that I used to listen to before they came out with XM. You could get them on CD. You could get them on cassette tape. And actually, it's a, it's more like like they say, theater of the mind, where right. you. This would be good. Yeah, thank you, Fez. This would be good for you. It's like a live read that goes on for the entire show, and you're just reading. Yeah, and of course, I don't read a book anyway. So that part's perfect. Um, here's Blowhard. Hey, guys, listen, my brother-in-law, um, he's English. Uh, I know, right? Now, he's a citizen now, oh, but he sir. told me that when he was growing up, there was never talk in the schools about us winning our independence. It was all about economics, and that's why they basically pulled out, not because they were getting defeated, but because it was just costing too much for them to continue the war effort and continue um, trying to uh, change the, you know, to fight the colonists. So basically, it depends on, you know, who wins the war, who tells the truth. And a little revisionist history there. Oh, it's always true like that. When I was up in Canada, I was a kid, the other guys were saying to me, they go, you know, when we beat you in that war, I go, what fucking war? (laughs) They burned our White House. I go, no, they're talking about the Canadians. And I'm like, no fucking Canadian ever did shit. No Canadian ever did shit, though. Shut the fuck up. I thought I was going to get in a fucking scrap right then. 
All right, my friend. Fun Canadians. Well, you love them so much. Mm. You wanted to fucking join up with them. What was the reason today? Oh, because they don't shoot each other. No, that wasn't me. Yeah, it was you. <laughs> you wanted to move there and sell dope. <laughs> well, they, oh, yeah, sell the sell dope part. <laughs> don't, no, we wanted to start gangs. We wanted to start a gang. Yeah. Well, the point is, you did love them. <laughs> Larry, you're on Ron and Fez. No competition. Hey, buddies. Uh, what he's talking about in book radio is uh, the publishers have their blocks of time and they play various audio books. And uh, you just have, a, you have to catch the installment every day of whatever they play on the audio books. And as for the, the Revolutionary War, why the British left is we defeated them in the South. The South was a very active theater, and we defeated them all in the South, and they came up north, and then the French came in on our side and actually had men and material enough to force the British surrender of Cornwallis at Yorktown, and they lost the war. Because they were also fighting in Europe at the time. That's why they had the mercenaries from the German state of Hesse. All right, thanks, bro. Peace. See ya. I gotta start listening to these fucking book radios. It's nonstop books. I'm just gonna. Have Fez read to me. All right. Long ago, in a galaxy far, far away, the film adaptation of Star Wars. George Washington found himself on a strange, small planet with sand people. Wow, that'd be crazy if George Washington was in the Star Wars universe. Do, 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 do. My idea is George Washington, zombie killer. And I'm going to put it up the same fucking day <laughs> as Abraham Lincoln, vampire killer. Fuck it, let's go head to head with those assholes. Let's fucking crush those pricks. People like zombies better anyway. All right, the 42 on the iBang is magazine covers. Greatest magazine covers of all time. It's weird to think that magazine covers and magazines themselves may be disappearing. Yeah, I mean, I guess people still get them on their fucking uh, iPads or whatever, but I actually never met anyone who read a magazine on I just hear about it. That All right, here's what we're going to do. I want you to look at the 42 and pick your favorite. Okay. And see if we can match. All right. Um, Handsome Johnny, I want you to write yours down, too. Handsome Johnny, don't fuck this up, dude. Handsome Johnny is the type of guy, because if I look at this, I have at least 15 of them that I really dig. Yeah, there's a bunch that are really fucking cool. I would have been a photographer, but I get really sleepy in a dark room. I just oh, no. want to fucking chill out and just get some rest. It was really dark and all of chemicals. It just feels like it, you know, it's dark and it's sleepy. I know which one I think is the most... Exciting. All right, Handsome Johnny, you got yours down? Yeah, I got Hicks. it. Hicks? I got mine. Flex? Yep. All right, let's start with Handsome Johnny. What did you pick as your favorite? I got the soup one. I like the Campbell's soup. Campbell's soup Esquire. one. Is, is, you also picked? Uh, I got some different. Uh, 
that was the guy that we were talking about even having on the show actually came up with that. Uh, he's an ad guy that was running Esquire. He also came up with another great um, thing of it was Muhammad Ali being shot by arrows back in the late 60s. That's dope. Yeah, it was really great. But this one is a really perfect, perfect... Um, what did you have, Chris? Actually, my favorite there was the Janet Jackson Rolling Stone cover. Oh, that's fairly new. It's new, more, yeah, much more. Ja Janet Jackson getting her titties held. And I think there was a famous person that was even doing that. I'm not sure who was the guy doing it. Remind me, maybe mystery no one no, no. no, I remember hearing who it was being slightly annoyed that he got the squeezed tit. Aunt Cranky has been in a cranky mood today. And I would love it if Aunt Cranky picked no one. Magazines are the devil's work. <laughs> I hate glossy paper. It's fucking terrible. Why don't they just get rid of it? Apparently it was her then-husband, uh, Renee Elizondo, Elizondo Jr. Renee Zellweger. She was fucking married to for a while. Wow, progressive. What do you got, Aunt Cranky? I went with the Life magazine, The Astronaut, to the moon and back. That one is, was the actual astronaut? Uh-huh. Shit, that's fucking really good. Just yeah, amazing looking. That's a strong one. Fuck. The photographer, of course, a robot. <sighs> fucking holograms. Yeah. It was all holograms back in that way. I went by uh, an Andy, Annie Leibowitz uh, cover. Uh, which was the naked John Lennon holding on to Yoko Ono that I believe was done the day that he died or the day before that he died. Oh, man. And when people say that they hate Yoko Ono, I'm always like, well, John Lennon didn't. Look how he felt right up to the end. Yeah. So don't act like you're a big John Lennon fan and then the person he picks out as a chick you despise. So fuck that shit. Fuck that noise, motherfucker. Come on, suck a fuck. <laughs> yeah, that was, she, he was five hours later after that was taken. Five hours later. That's fucking amazing to me. Do you know how probably happy he wouldn't be to know that that was his last fucking image showing people how much he loved his... His chick, that was the last time he sat down for a photographer, other than the one that was took the picture of him signing for the guy who ended up blasting him. Fuck. I always laugh at the fucking people who say they love the Beatles and hate Yoko. I'm like, all right, you love a guy who sings about giving up his life for a woman, but when the guy actually does it, you're like, fuck you, I hate you. Uh, Hicks put up why you didn't, um, you didn't pick the Tom Ford cover. You're supposedly the world's biggest Tom Ford fan. Oh, yeah, but, I mean, the astronaut one is just, to me, just uh, astounding. Yeah, fuck Tom Ford. It's important to be inconsistent, and I'll tell you why. They can never see it coming. Never, because they're like, wait, shouldn't they be there? But I, w I went from loving Tom Ford on Friday to hating him today. Oh, man. 
paid him wish he was an astronaut. Tom Ford, you want to do something with your life? Stop fucking sewing pants and start walking on the moon, bitch. That's right. Because nobody's got time for it. Go to flight school. Or fright school is more like it. You're going to be shitting yourself all day long. Tom Ford was the one who fucking designed that thing down in Miami in center field to blow up every time somebody hit a home run. That was him? He's the guy? Yeah. Didn't know he liked fish so much. He's crazy about fish. He follows them all around the country. Calls himself an angel. I, I've never seen he him. He wears before. little angel wings. <laughs> Constantly selling ecstasy. All right. I uh, got a break here. Back in just a couple of minutes. I'll tell you what we'll, uh, we'll get into. is, And this hasn't been in the, in the news for a while. WikiLeaks. WikiLeaks. Baby, run a face show. Shopping like people sure have a hard, hard time. Shopping back people sure have a hard, hard well, you don't look sideways and you don't look back When you carry your world in a paper sack Shopping that people sure have a hard, hard time Nothing 
easy And poverty still applies show on a Friday. You know, there's a uh, sex addict test up on the uh, iBang. Uh, we were talking about this before, Chris, on whether or not that there is such a thing as sex ad- addiction. We were never really completely sure if it does if, exist. Yeah, just you know, it's like to get that nut off. Yeah, I don't understand. Alright, so you go through some of these a number, here's some of the questions. This is up on the iBank.com, too. And you should take these tests because you really do uh, need to, to find right. online quizzes to mentally judge yourself. Yeah, oh my God. <laughs> now I finally know. I've Thank taken a very quick test online, so now I can change the way I live my life. Hey, Ron, I took this genius test <laughs> I saw I got a pop up for. Yeah. I have a 400 IQ. Wow. That's, that's right, low. Man. Oh. Um, Mensa. out of a thousand. Mensa. Um, all right, number one, compulsively cheating on partner or spouse. Here's my problem with that. How do you know if it's compulsive? <laughs> like you can't control it, right? That that's yeah. That, yeah. that that would be the compulsive. That's what makes it compulsive. You can't control yourself. And obviously, you wouldn't have said to somebody, "I'm in a relationship." And I want to stay in this relationship. And then when you cheat, I guess you come up with a reason. Yeah, so you don't fine. know if it's a compulsion or not. Yeah, see that in yourself, no. Uh, um, two, engaging in multiple extramarital affairs that have nothing to do with intimacy. <laughs> well, first of all... it's <laughs> a crazy thing to fucking write. Once you're in for one... Why wouldn't you be in for the second? Exactly. The first one is the tough one to decide. Uh, masturbation, excessive or obsessively. Now, how does one know when there's excessive masturbation? Is that masturbating after you come? You still just... To the point where you hurt yourself? Yeah. Maybe that would be excessive? I, I don't know if every masturbation should just go up to that point. It's not excessive. Then you shoot the jizz out and you should feel fine about yourself. These people, this is my problem with these kind of quizzes. They don't really explain. Uh, Unsafe sexual encounters despite (laughs) knowing that they're risky. All right. That what? Not using a condom? That's probably one thing I would be on there, right? Right. All right. So finally, now you're into it. But you won't have an affair, right? Against your girlfriend. No, Jesus Christ, no. But what if someone said... Chris, no one's going to find out about this. This is just between me and you. You fucking beat it. You're going to go walking. Tell your story walking? Yeah, tell your story I like walking. That. Yeah, fuck Why off. don't you tell them to put a fucking egg in their shoe and beat it? 
<laughs> or make like a tree and leaf. There you go. Okay, because there's leaves on trees. Compulsively engaging in phone sex. Again, the term compulsively throws us off. Uh, but what if phone sex is with your spouse? I mean, does that make you a sex addict if you're just constantly calling up your own? They would, they, so they, why don't you just they, say, "Come home." They qualify that. Come the fuck that, home. Come on, let's get it on. <laughs> why are you calling me for? Um, I'm sure there's a lot of people who feel like I'm dating a sex addict, and it's too much. It's weird that they specifically say phone sex here. Right. It's kind of. I mean, because phone sex. Seems like it would be something that would stop the sex addiction. I would, I would think sex addiction it, it, means you have to have sex. Right, but if it's going to be a constant, like if someone's dating, like everybody thinks it's fucking uh, great to date an info. Believe me when I tell you, it can get fucking sick and twisted, and then you don't want to be there. And then you just hate that person. What about this? Even after fucking having a train pulled on her, what if the girl fucking shows up in the garage and starts fucking the handle from a lawnmower? Right. Is that weird enough for you fuckers? Do you think that that's a fucking place that you want to be? Or are you going to look at that in fucking pure horror and say to yourself, the moment the fucking coke is gone, I'm out of here? I guess that's understandable. Um... I don't care if it takes another 20 hours. Um, turning to prostitution. Um, engaging in sexual behaviors that interfere with other obligations like work, family life, and school. All right, did you notice this, Hicks? The Showtime shows now, right? Yeah. They're all sex addicts. No matter what show it is. If someone's fucking needs it. And like Californication, every character is a sex addict. Every character uh, has that problem or is yeah. diagnosed as. And everyone that. they meet is willing to fuck. It's not even. Nobody <laughs> even works at this. It's like, hey, we're two human beings in a room. Let's yeah. just go at it. Um. Controlling classified ads online or print for sex partners. Getting irritable, anxious, or angry without frequent sex. Spending uh, an inordinate, again, I hate that fucking word, amount of time planning. So what's the normal amount of time? To sex to fantasies. Feeling a great deal of guilt and remorse after... Engaging. Um, arguing with family and friends about the hypersexual <laughs> behavior. You're fucking too much. This is Thanksgiving dinner. Why are you masturbating? Uh, engaging in unhealthy or compulsive sexual behavior despite knowing the risk of physical harm to self or others. Right, that's the same as four. Mm hmm. Well, one, I think, is about being with a person, and the other is about going to places that are dangerous. All right. Be behaviors and encounters, yeah. a little word in there. You know when you should have known when you fucked up? Huh. When you heard, uh-huh. 
the agreement. You should have said to yourself, when did I get inconsistent? Tom Ford, astronaut. Tom Ford could be an astronaut. S. Yeah, that's right. Or not. <laughs> um... Repeatedly trying to curb sexual fantasies, urges, and behaviors without being able to, habitually having one-night stands. You know, I look at this and I just see Hanson Johnny Tube Steak. I mean, to me, if you're stuck with a moniker like that, if they hung that kind of nickname on you... Follows it around for your whole fucking life. Fucking bang that shit out. Toopstick style. Johnny, are you in a relationship right now? No. Is that because you cheat too much when you are? I I refer to it as uh, ADD when it comes to women. There's too many too many good-looking women out there. Where do you meet your women? All over the place. Talking. When I'm reading this list, you're hearing a lot of it yourself, and you're getting a little weird. A little bit. How many of these are just name one that you're like, no, that is not me? Uh, The online stuff, stuff like that. The, I put. I looked up at that and it said that really doesn't have a lot to do with sex addiction. Yeah, it's the other ones that are important. Everything else. Yeah. Ones so are... when you're going through this, particularly you live in a place like New York. Yes. You're looking for sex on a constant level. Oh sure. Why not? Yeah. Why not? Because look how you're being viewed. Because you're being you're... viewed as a sick, disgusting, freakish sex addict, fucking addict that dude. needs a dart in your neck and then needs to be drunk off to some sex rehab. Because God forbid you get your, you don't get yours, you don't get that nut off, Johnny. Would you rather be stuck with a moniker, or stuck with a monocle? So wherever you go, you got to wear a monocle. I, 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 no, I give me the moniker because the monocle is just constantly. You're always seeing things that fucking out of focus. No, because you shut one eye and you're just like, hey. <laughs> But then you got to dress like the fucking peanut guy because you yeah. can't just rock a monocle. I do that anyway, though. Oh, it's, Okay. Oh, here's one. Getting voyeur out of uh, getting pleasure out of voyeurism. That makes you a fucking sex addict. Yeah, it makes you a sick, fucking disgusting Just sex addict. Creepy fucking asshole, yeah. like Johnny Two Sticks. Uh, is that you, Johnny? You just you love being voyeuristic. It's like to watch, huh? Uh, a little bit, you know. How about exhibitionism? You like to fucking show off a little bit? If it's on the table, why not? Yeah, look at it. You yeah. go to a lot of nude beaches, a lot of fucking. All right. He just takes it out. He's like, call me two steaks for a reason, people. Now, do you ever feel guilty about your sex after you're done? Uh, like, why did I do that? Yeah, a couple times. What was one of the times, Johnny, that made you feel? Guilty. Uh, this is a safe place for you. I was going. I was abroad in Scotland, and I met a girl in a club, and I thought she was a lot hotter than what she was. And the next day, I realized that she was not that. So you had, yeah, you had a little you, too much. You were drunk, sauce. and then you what you had was buyer's remorse. <laughs> so you wake. You woke up next to her. Yes. And she was just hideous. Yes. She and, had, and had a fucking Scottish accent. Yeah. <laughs> like, getting involved. Oh, in what a wee set of balls he got there. That's getting involved in unsafe sexual encounters, getting hammered, right. blacked out, drunk, and picking up some Scottish broad. Yeah. And by broad, was it a dude? Is that what you're fucking saying? It was not a dude. She could have been, but no. That hideous. Yeah. So that's the regret that you have. Yeah. Now you, because of your intense sexual addiction... 
you can't even be in a lasting relationship. You meet a nice girl, you're like, I'm not in the time of my life for this. This is the sex time of life. I have a habit of picking girls that treat me like shit. Oh. Wow. Oh, yeah. So you don't even date nice girls. No, not really. Now, define how they treat you like shit. Uh, you know, they're, they're more like an empowered women, like a self-empowered woman. I like that. I like girls that are confident. I like girls that can carry themselves wherever mm-hmm. they are. I don't like a girl that has to ask me if everything's okay. Are you mad? Is everything okay? Right. Is so you date powerful, some people would even call them bitches. Yeah. And they scream at you. Yeah, more or less. <laughs> oh, Johnny Tube Stakes. Johnny Tube Stakes is a fucking certified... He, he I'm going to tell you the truth. Just because you got all the answers right still means you failed this sex test. Because by getting the <laughs> it's getting the answers right is what makes you That's a failure. The bad part. Now here's what I do like about Johnny Tombstakes, though, and they call him handsome Johnny. Is that he knows this is where he's at. But if you try to think of a future, do you see yourself with a nice girl? Or would that just totally bore you? No, I'd, I'd see it eventually. I mean, like, when I want to settle down, have a kid. How far away are we looking? <sighs> ten, ten years? All right, so it's way over yeah, the line. Way, yeah. This, yeah. Yeah. Way this is like, I mean, if I said... <laughs> you got to run ahead of them. If I said, hey, a decade now from now, I would like to, you know, start raising bulls to sell... For bullfights, right? Uh, yeah. Everybody would be like, yeah, because they know it's so far away that whether I change my mind or I would have the time to actually become an expert in that. But I can almost say anything 10 years from now. Yeah. Um, here is um, here's John. John, you're on the Run and Fez show. Ron, Pepper Fish and Fez, how y'all doing? Hi. What can we do for you? Well, Roddy, I disagree with you about the online addiction. Go ahead. Well, I called you from time to time. I spent 21 months for the online and didn't find no child porn. I was the one chatting with a cop, and I, you know, I mean, I thought she was underage. Yeah, you talked this before. You were masturbating to an okay. underage child that turned out to be a police officer. Exactly. I mean, it was wrong. I made a mistake, but. And you thought it was a three year old girl? Not a three-year-old. Not Seven-year-old boy. No, we're, we're a fourteen-year-old girl. Uh, you thought it was a fourteen-year-old girl right. that you, as we called this, handsome Johnny Tubestake too. Yeah. Now you're a tubestaker. Did you plan on meeting the fourteen-year-old? No, not at all. No, not at then all. How did the I cops show up? Traveling. Not at all. They were close. I was in Richmond, and this was in Charlottesville. Right. But I had no intentions. So, how did the cop catch you? Six months later. And what happened? They came to the door, and they knocked on my door, and they said, blah, 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 is this you? And I was stupid, and I admitted yes. So. You thought that was the stupid part, admitting, not the fact that you were masturbating to a 14-year-old. Well, the fact the stupid part was I sent my picture, and that was very stupid. Yeah. Yeah, yes. this is something, this is all inappropriate behavior exactly uh and what did you do to change john well i'm going to counseling now um i'm in um class at the probation office once a week and i'm i'm in the community helping out volunteering what kids uh, centers no <laughs> no they won't let me so well, it's a girls club yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you one of those dudes if you move into a new neighborhood you have to go tell the neighbors oh. that you're pervert 
No, not at all. Nope. I'm yeah, not about it. Fucking so. sign up front. Don't come up here for candy. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the sign is of an open zipper and a fucking turtle head popping out. Don't come up, kids. Now, That's it. all right, let me ask the guys here. I'll ask Handsome Johnny, first of all, who passed slash failed the sex text. When you hear a guy like this calling himself a sex addict, is that term okay? Or is he just using that as an excuse because he got busted? I'm going to go with excuse. Sounds yeah. like an excuse to me. Hex, what do you think? This guy is using an excuse. Fez? I think he's a sex addict. So you don't, you don't think he's a criminal? You no, think not he's at all. An addict? Right, right. Yeah, I think I think he's got an illness that made him go after someone he perceived to be 14 years old. Do you realize that the same thing we used to say about gay people that they have a mental illness? Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right, John. Handsome Johnny Tubestake Senior. There he goes. All right, guys. Good talking to you. Love the show. Keep uh, it up. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Boy, I wonder. <laughs> The number one. of our just fans one. have been convicted of such things. Just one. Just that guy. And hey, they really, they really do... At, um, I shouldn't probably defend that. Well, he did. No, you're right. In the terms of reality, yeah. he masturbated to a 38-year-old police sergeant. <laughs> That's what he did. Yep. But it's what he thought that got him in trouble. It's good he's getting help, though. Yeah, after 22 fucking months Fuck. of fucking people yelling baby raper for him every time that he went to get fucking grub. Oh, God. Um, Ditch uh, Banger, you're on the Ron Fez show. Hey, Ron, my answer is E for that last caller, John. He's a fucking retard. Mm. Uh, I dated a nympho for six years, and every time before we would have sex, she would suck my dick. And it got to the point after six years of that, as weird as this is to say, I almost got tired of it. Now, looking back on that being happily married for 10 years with three kids, I kind of wish I could go back to that every now and again. Well, what made you think that she was disgusting because she, or she was no, an no, info? It disgusting. It was what she just wanted to fuck constantly. I mean, she was all about the sex all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Where do you think she is now? It was now? great for a while. The first three years was awesome, but after that, it was kind of like, you know, their dick-sucking to dating ratio was way off. Can we do something a little different? So what What did you want to do? Go to the mall or go, go, I don't know. go to her mom's I house? Isn't <laughs> it really weird? All right, thanks. It is the strangest thing about human beings that you can get so used to something that's great that you get sick of it. It's why I never, even as a little kid, bought into the concept of heaven where you would just feel complete bliss all the time because here on earth you need a problem to overcome to feel good and then you go find the next problem yeah and then so that you're constantly looking for something because once you get so comfortable like that guy was just fucking dick sucking down he's getting dick sucked all the time and he got tired of it and he was literally saying why can't we do something else? I want to watch Sex in the City. I want to go to the mall and watch you try on shoes. I want to find out what your sisters are up to Seriously. and see their vacation pictures. God, enough with the blowing of the cocks. <sighs> damn it. God damn it to hell. <laughs> People are fucking crazy. Humans are fucked. Fez, did you hear any of the things in the sex thing that made you think that you were a sex addict? 
Or did you go 0 for 20? I think I went 0 for 20. I'm like addicted to not having sex. You have never had a strong sexual urge. Right, yeah. Yeah, and I don't I don't have like the the chronic masturbation, even the solo stuff that was in there. I don't want to hear details. <laughs> I just want to hear that you missed. Could you be an asexual? No, no. I am gay and openly so. Um, in all the decades that you've been on this earth, and it's many. Oh man! Have you ever had sex? No. Wonder how that's gay then. Oh, there's an asexual pride sticker type yeah. thing. Yeah, it's purple, white, gray, and black. They have a parade in New York, and it's just three old ladies <laughs> pulling a dump truck of fucking Doritos behind them. We don't like cock. <laughs> Or vagina. Oh, his fucking shirt. Look at that. Yeah, you want to get that shirt, Fez? No, I'm not real thrilled with the colors. Then you, when you see other asexuals, will fucking hook up together and don't do anything. <laughs> Let's just um, hang out. Literally, that's it. Just hang out. Buns. Wow. Look at that. I had no idea it was this big. Big enough to have a website and gear. <laughs> Let's rock it, dude. Yeah, we're not fucking anyone. Ever. We, we leave anything uh, on the table today. I know the William Tell guy shot through the fucking hand. Oof. That's up on the eye bang. Man wins a shitload of money. This is your favorite thing. It, it was a news report going on in England. Um, I love this fucking audio. It's fucking makes me so happy. All right, let's take a quick listen the end of the race and I can tell you certainly that uh, neither Denman nor Porto have won so um, we think the winner was I think Went against the Gravies, obviously extremely happy here. He might need a police escort on the way home, I should think, actually, because there aren't too many other people in the pub that are feeling the same way. It is funny, no one will yell out, I just lost a shitload of money. Nope. Um, just silence and fucking uh, being alone is what fucking happens there. Uh, Jason, you're on the Run Fed show. Well? Yeah, go ahead, buddy. Uh, I couldn't hear it. Um, I had a question for uh, Johnny Tubestick there, he was talking about... Uh, um, meeting up with somebody and having a family like in 10 years and settling down uh, if he met a girl that was alright with him seeing other chicks when they were together um, would he be willing to you know settle down like tomorrow I don't know that's I'm, I'm, I was never a big fan of cheating I'm not, I'm not, I'm not it's not a... cheating if everybody's in on it yeah I don't know I'd yeah, still... if everybody right. says no this is a good idea then you're not a cheater you're then... a cheater when you keep something from other people. But then I gotta explain to my kid, like, this is your mom and this is our friend Janice. Yeah. Like, then, again, so you're not cheating. Yeah. You know, yeah. like you're not lying to your kid. Then then yes, my answer would be yes to that. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Why would anyone try to talk themselves out of this thing? <laughs> I wish I could scream, I want a shitload of money. Fez, do you ever hope to settle down with another asexual? Yeah. And both of you guys watch wrestling together? I would like to settle down with another gay man. You're seeing your shrink tonight, right? Yes, I am. What are you going to be working on? Uh, just uh, just this wall that's gone up since uh, the new stents and coming out. Where I felt like I was being very authentic. 
and all of a sudden now it just feels like I've kind of lost that. I think you treated it like the finish line. I think you treat it coming out like the finish line. And that was our big worry, remember, Hicks? Mm-hmm. Like, don't think that that's the end. Because this is going to open up a whole new world of fucking experiences and possibilities. Have you had any experiences since then? No, I haven't. Any possibilities? None, none that I can list. Well, you want to call back the Daily News and tell them the truth now? Uh, anything else we need to uh, to plug up uh from today lots of stuff again if you want to come to this unmasked on thursday it's going to be a real real good time also on the ibang celebrity swimsuits are up there this one seems to be doing well don't be embarrassed even celebrities adjust their balls in public yeah i like that one god bless them and because i don't have the nerve to do that what do you do? Just leave your balls disjointed? No, what? I try to just walk out the adjustment. I ins- notice you. Instead I, of a... We used to have a thing. We used to call it betting on Fez's bat wings. And when Fez would leave the room, he would always get into this weird walk. And we're like, he's trying to unstick his fucking nuts. You gotta fucking adjust your shit, dog. Come on. I know, but I don't adjust feel it like... right now. I Come on. It's fun. Adjust. Come on. Just move it around. Come on. Yeah, it's good. Move all right? it around. Look how quickly you can make a masturbate in public. <laughs> Here's the other thing. Uh, Asher Shrink tonight. Am I just the most gullible person ever? Do I know a bit? Do I know a work from a shoot? And how do you tell the difference? How would you tell the difference, Fizz? I guess if I'm falling for it, it's a uh, work. And if you're not falling for it, it must. Uh, it gets. It, so in other yeah, words, you never. Work. Never correct. <laughs> However, it fucking happens. You're always on the wrong side. I just want a shitload of money. Fuck yeah, good for you. I'm Matt Yerman Fez. Hey, Ronnie. Uh, that previous caller talking about getting tired of blowjobs and, and your problem with uh, heaven and the idea of it being objectified. It's called the philosophy of contrast, where physical and, and mental positivity has to have something tied to it negatively in order to really absolutely understand it. Now, do you believe that to be true, or do you I think... I think I do. I yeah. mean, I'm looking into it a little bit, but uh, you know, I've had the same thoughts about heaven since I was a little kid, too. If, if you could have cake and ice cream and everything perfect the whole time, how, wouldn't you just get tired of it? Yeah, I think that the only happiness that you ever know of, it has to be uh, a contrast. And I think that people who think that they're sad or depressed, it's because they refuse to embrace the little moments of happiness that there is. You know what I mean? Like, to me, it's always just about moments. You You can have a great one after a hangover, for example, when you feel like shit most of the day, and then you get, like, a brief, like, 30-second where you feel real good. Yeah. And the contrast against it is amazing. Then you go right back to feeling like shit, unfortunately. Right. But you are right. Like, it's sometimes, like... When you have your little thing of, uh, I'm going to drink a sugary drink and that'll help me, or some kind of protein, and you just have that feeling of starting to feel better, yeah. you're like, oh, life is good. Red Bull, baby. And here you didn't do anything. You didn't do anything to achieve other than feel bad. <coughs> is it just me talking about hangovers, making you cough yourself like that? No, it's... You're completely back to drinking hardcore again? Yeah. Hardcore. to do it.
Um, <laughs> takes fucking not like just fucking like I never even stopped, you know, just. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Tell me when you're able to walk that aisle. I'll fucking take you to rehab myself. I'll take you right to HR. Well, get the paperwork done. Yeah. Put you in the back of a fucking rubber fucking truck. This doesn't where, sound like a regular When you're rehab. banging your head against shit, All right. you're not going to hurt yourself. It's like a mental institution more I'll, than... I'll drive off fucking him some Johnny at the fucking sex addict clinic. <laughs> Fez will go right into the nut hut. Are you thinking about another trip there? I was thinking about that, yeah, where it feels like, yeah, I need something a little bit more intense. And to go in this time and explain exactly what's going on with me. Instead of lying? Well, instead of keeping things. Well, isn't that lying when you don't tell the truth? Um, no, I think that's... I don't think that's lying. I mean, I never went in and said, hey, I'm straight. I think that would be the lie. Oh, so... But that's what you did. Were you even out to me when you went to the nut hut? No, and that's why you went. Yeah. Well, see, this is why. Oh, this is shit. Seriously. God. As well as I know Fez, really, and people think that I know him incredibly well just because I see him every day, and this is again the first time I'm hearing this. There's so so you went into the nut hut uh-huh. because Be- you were gay. Uh, because here was my thought process at the time. If I can get over the nutty stuff, the anxiety and the depression, I can feel good enough to come out. You and that look- was just, and that was, you know, just to come out to people around me. That wasn't even thinking radio come out yet. So when you had that thought, did you go in there and say a lot of this has to do with my gayness? No, no. I were you afraid about being found out about being gay when you're in a nut hut? Yeah, and one of the um, one of the patients in there already—I mean, like already knew it. Like came had what came up to me just uh, during like TV time and was just asking me, um, "Do I have a partner? And what's his name? And all of that stuff." Would you just start doing panicking? No, I said no. I don't have a partner. No. <laughs> and you, did you say that you weren't gay? No, I didn't say that. I just said I didn't have a partner. Mm. A life partner. But I thought, if I go in there and feel good, then I can start telling people that I'm gay. Uh, Tomorrow, we're going to pick up some of this, because it's always amazing to me, and it always happens at the end of the show. (laughs) At the end of the fucking show. With the, no, I went into the nut hut, not for any of the reasons that I told everybody about. I remember how bananas he drove us in those days. As crazy as we are today, Hicks. Nothing's changed. But on a daily basis, we would say to him, dude, what is wrong? What's happening? And how many times I say to you, if you just admit that you're gay, you'll be fine. You'll say, I'm not gay. Oh, that's even Even after you knew you were gay? Yeah. Right, you're just bragging about not lying. That's lie. Lie time. Did you ever get around to telling your best friend and his wife that you're gay? You no, I did Still dodging? Yeah, still dodging. Well, your best friend from when you were younger. You don't consider him your best friend now? Right, yeah. No. Even though they've texted you and said, come on, what's going on? Yeah, yeah. Wow. What are you worried about them saying to you? 
I'm just worried about just their barrage of questions. They're very nosy people, and I don't, I don't feel like, I don't feel like it's an understanding inquisition there. Mm. I feel like it's just for their own. So you don't even think that they're friends at all. No, no, they just. I, I, they're not. They don't want to ask questions out of concern right. or sensitivity. No, it's I get just, that. But but go back to my thing. You don't feel friendly to them, and you don't think that they're friends. No. Even all these years, that was like a false friendship. Yeah, well, that's yeah. hardcore. Wow, that's fucking hardcore. Lay their fucking because this is people that he. Uh, we'll pick this up tomorrow. Oh hell yeah! Yeah. All right. I can't we're wait. Gonna, tomorrow we're going to get into the asexual world that is Fez Watley. A world without sex or desire. Does that sound good, Fuzz? Okay, but I'm not asexual. Shh, you are. <laughs> the latest lie is, I told everyone I was gay oh because god. I didn't want them to know I was asexual. Oh my god. Oh no. I'm kind of blown away on this. I had no idea about that. I saw it was just... <sighs> Alright, come on in this Thursday and meet the asexual Fez Watley. Hell yeah. See where he lives, see how he works. Fucking just get a fucking look <laughs> in to this fucking world. My Pete's going to the Bronx Zoo. Hell yeah. Uh, get in touch with us. Uh, how do they get in touch with us? Go to theinterrobang.com. All the details are there for the next store unmasked this Thursday at 3.30 p.m. in New York City. See you guys on the flip side. That's it. And that's the end of my show, Donk. been the Ron and Fez show.